This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. On 558am, online, on your smart speaker, and on digital radio. This is Love Sport News. From the Sky News Centre at 7, Hurricane Florence has slammed into the United States with a tidal surge causing flash flooding and winds of 80 miles an hour. North Carolina's governor says whole communities could be wiped away. Several more days of rain are expected. Everett and Linda Smith have been forced to leave their home in Wilmington. We were told to evacuate. Uh, We were going to stay. We have a nice home on the beach. We boarded up. Yeah, we boarded up. And we were and then just... they decided to cut off our sewer, so we didn't have any choice. Prison officers are back at work this evening after a mass walkout in England and Wales over conditions. They were demonstrating over what they call unprecedented levels of violence. Their union says their concerns have been recognised by the government as justified. Prisons Minister Rory Stewart says they've invested in new staff, but they will take time to settle in. We've got 3,500 more officers. That's a lot of officers. That means in many of these prisons, sometimes the majority of officers on the shift are actually new at the moment. We've got to have some time for this to bed down make sure that we have the right support and training and build up their experience. And I think if we get that right, we can make a real difference. Russia says it will consider any request by the UK to question the two suspects accused of the Salisbury Novichok poisoning. Vladimir Putin's spokesman made the statement but added it was absurd to accuse Russia of lying about the suspects. Mourners have lined the streets of Walkingdon in Greater Manchester for the funeral of four children who were killed in a petrol bomb attack on their home. Their mother wasn't able to attend due to her injuries. A survey's found nine in ten retailers are failing to ask customers safety questions when they're buying a child's car seat. That includes the baby's weight, height and age. And a new series of Big Brother will be its last. The reality show, which first hit our screens 18 years ago, has struggled with falling ratings. It was originally a Channel 4 programme. That's the latest. I'm Victoria Lawrence. Known originally as the Glaziers, this club are far from fragile. They've been building their nest in Selhurst Park. And the Eagles are ready to swoop in and bring out the claws this season. It's the Crystal Palace Fan Show on Love Sport. With seven of the best for your chance to win a million pounds.
Good evening, it's Love Sport Radio, three minutes past seven across the capital. Hambo's just had his, uh, his, his cans. That was loud. That was loud Funny. when you started speaking. I'm all right now. Are you all right? Yeah, man. That's sure. good. Ooh, wake me up. <laughs> Sorry about that. Fair enough. Uh, good evening, Chris Hambo. Good evening, uh, Aaron. Back How? of the nest. I'm uh, very excited to be here. I've had three weeks off and I just can't wait to catch up with everybody. Me neither. I've had two weeks off, I think. Yeah. Nick will sits in as well. Watcher. He's been on the... You, you look tanned. Do I? Have you been on holiday? I went to Wales where it was actually <laughs> colder than... Uh, Do you know what he looks like right now? He reminds me of. Sure. You know when they find Tom Hanks on Castaway? <laughs> yes, absolutely right, yeah. They find yeah. him. Yeah. It was actually going to come off today, but because um, I've had beard. to step in... Yes. Not the fake tan. I had to step in and come here instead, so I'm going to look unkempt for a while longer. Fair enough. Fair enough. What's wrong with that, man? Um, Anyway, uh, gents, welcome back to uh, Love Sport Radio. Of course, it's your Crystal Palace fan show. Uh, On a Friday night, this is a bit weird. It certainly is. I don't know if I'm coming or going, to be honest. You haven't got a Scooby, have you? You haven't got a Scooby. Anyway, um, plenty to talk about this evening. Let's kick off with the international break. Who's enjoyed it? Uh, not at all. Not at all. Really, uh, you know what? The World Cup just sort of set a tone for uh, England, didn't it? And I was really excited to get back to watching the um, the, the Nations thing, whatever it's called. The yeah. Nations League. That's the Nations League, yeah. Yeah, I was fascinated to start watching that. And, uh, Sounds it. The, uh, obviously, the defeat against uh, Spain, you know, sort of brought some emotions, but it didn't quite feel like it did in the World Cup. And I think basically by... By half time in this sort of uh, the Switzerland game, I had nothing left. I'm, I'm back to where I was before the World Cup, sadly. But you know, plenty to be proud of in the under 21s. Aaron Wampazaka getting a game there. Under 21s, yes. In terms of the main squad, not quite. Gareth uh, is taking a bit of a beating, isn't he? Yeah, it's a shame because I just think the intensity that you get in the World Cup helps helps bring it all together, and we really needed to to kind of ride that wave a little bit. So. I think probably getting a justified draw at the very least against Spain uh, would have helped. And I just think the next performance needed to be a bit more inspiring than it was. But, um, you know, let's not say all the all the good work's been undone. I think a lot of people are still feeling a bit more connected to the squad than they were. But I think it just shows you there's an awful lot of work still yet to do. Did we look back at that, um, the, the, the game against Southampton? Did, did we on, on any of this? I think it was done to a little bit. But, I, you know, I think I would like to certainly revisit yeah, would you like to revisit it? If I have to. <laughs> but, yeah, if uh, I have to, I will. Because I think it, it's it's really important because mm. it's brought up a lot of... For the first time, because we've just... I, I know we're, I'm sort of jumping around topics a little bit here, but for the first time in the year that you know Roy's just celebrated a year with Palace, um, and for the first time it, there's a growing number of dissenting voices. Now, not anyone saying Roy out or anything as, as extreme as that, but there's quite a lot of frustration kicking in. Uh, we started talking about it, and I think after the second game of the season, Roy's, you know, after the Liverpool game, how slow the, uh, Roy is often to make changes. But it's just been um, it's been the real focal point of a lot of anger for for, for Palace fans at the minute. Yeah, there's talk that he he'll, he'll only make substitutes when the clock reaches his age. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's always between sort of seventy and seventy-five minutes. It's, how old is he now? Between uh, 70 and 75. <laughs> <laughs> He's 71, 71 years old. Um, but we've had, uh, we've had, you know, a, 
it's been a disappointing start, to be honest, Aaron. And I think up until the Southampton game, we just thought we'd been a bit unlucky. We thought we were very unlucky against Watford. They're, they're playing really well. And, um, you know, but for a couple of taking a, moments of taking chances, I think we would have gone and, and won that game. Um, but now in a position where I look at the only game where we picked up points against Fulham and think, well, that could have been really different had, had the head not managed to have a, a great game there and keep out... Uh, three or four really good fun. Is that his chances. official new nickname? Yeah, it's the hen. Yeah, yeah. When he comes out and collects it, I like to think of him pecking it out of the sky. <laughs> <laughs> pecking it out of the. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um, I, I, I'll be honest. It's fairly new. I haven't worked through all the different connotations of hen-based jokes yet. I'm just calling him the hen for now. Fair enough. I'll, I'll, I'll take yeah, that. We'll, we'll take that yeah. as it comes. Um, in terms of that game, Palace Southampton, it was disappointing the fact that. Obviously, there was no real end sort of product yeah. on a lot of it. Um, is this the first time that Roy's actually been under pressure at Palace? I think so. I think this first time that anyone's... Um, well, certainly for me, it's the first time I've looked at a performance and I've thought, you know what? That's all us, the reason we've lost that game. Because we played a team that were managed by Mark Hughes, which is in, in itself a, a hindrance for any team. Um but more importantly, it was a team that had zero confidence, and they were poor on the day. So they were. were very, very poor. Yet they beat us without having to ever having to change gear, and we didn't look like we were going to ever do anything about it. You apart, know, Roy, apart from the last twenty minutes when when Roy did make the changes. Well, well, exactly. You know, sparked us into life, and unfortunately, in, in Christian Benteke, we've got a striker who is broken. Just there's no two is ways that about the, it. Is that the word for him though? Broken. I mean, the guy. <sighs> I just don't know what it is. He looks so shot of confidence; it's unreal. But what what do you do with it? With, you know, with 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 someone like him right now? I would loan him out to somebody like Villa in January, get his mojo back, so he's still a saleable asset. Because at the moment, you've, you've got to look on players as assets as well as getting our goals. We've got to recoup some of the money back for him. We, we still owe Liverpool unless he gets his mojo back. I don't think it will be with Palace if we, if we can ship him out for a little while. Perhaps he'll he'll come back with another team and then it'll be all cylinders firing. I'm, again. I'm, I mean, I mean, Hambo. I, I spoke to you after that yeah. game and you were fuming, mate. Yeah, to really the point was. where you had to go and have a Morley's to calm. I did have down. to go and have a Morley's, and I'll be honest with you, even the Morley's only just scratched the surface. <laughs> it did a lot more to my surface. <laughs> <laughs> did you have one? It, it wasn't good. It wasn't oh, good. I love it, mate. I love it. But uh, no, um, even the spicy Philip Burger couldn't call the call the anger. Um, I was just. It's the first time I've looked at Benteke and just thought, "You've you've just lost it, mate. It's, it's your net. That's that's not coming back anytime soon. Wherever it was you had a couple of seasons back and, and beyond." Yeah, in his defence, uh, there, there were a couple of cracking saves from. Uh, yeah, uh, but that, when it's, when it's yeah, when, yeah, McCarthy did okay. But when you look at the one, and you could make an argument to say he's done everything right. But when you're when you're two yards out and you're a striker who can't buy a goal, and the ball lands exactly on your head and you're known for your heading, and you manage to head it precisely down like everyone says you should, you head it down. But when you head it down, you head it precisely into the keeper's legs. When literally any other direction and any other part of the goal would would get you a goal, that's when that's when you worry. You know, and I take Nick's point. He's saying you know load him out for a bit. But as fans, we don't. We shouldn't be thinking about saleable assets and all that kind of rubbish. That's for the club. We should be thinking very selfishly about our team. And I think if you were to loan out Benteke and then 
we weren't scoring goals you'd get absolutely crucified for doing that you know basically this guy should be an international class striker he should be but what we've got at the moment is someone who is is just struggling he's just barely passable at the moment as a footballer and it's, he's, uh, he's, he's reached an, an nadir is yeah. how i'd put it yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Uh, you know, and it's not that long ago he was at his zenith. Yes, well done. Good work. <laughs> That's right. You, you, you turn around and um, you know you were talking about he, he, how he should go on a loan move. Are you looking at potentially someone like Alexander Mitrovic, who went to Fulham last year, banged fifteen goals in, and and then Newcastle managed to sell him for a half decent fee, something like that, perhaps. I think that that's a good example, um, but it's also a good example of a striker finding a, a home. Uh, and playing in a team that plays a system that suits him, um, I think perhaps perhaps that's the only way back for Benteke. But it's something we talked about. I think last season, I seem to remember one of our number, possibly Alex Pench or someone like that, talking about the fact that Benteke is just not a Roy player. Um, and Stefan as well might have been as well. Just said, look, Benteke is not a Roy player. He's playing in a system that Roy's put together, but he'll never he'll never be the player he was in in a system under Roy. And maybe that's what's panned out. Yeah, certainly. 12 minutes past seven. Uh, we're going to continue looking back over that game uh, a couple of weeks back now, uh, just before the international break that took place. It was Palace against Southampton at Sellers. We're going to be looking ahead to the game that's this weekend. It's uh, Palace up at Huddersfield. Um, you know, Have you been to that ground yet? Yeah. yeah you've been to Huddersfield? You've been to Huddersfield, Nick? Never. No? no. Never? Oh, well, fair enough. I it's, saw. It's uh, not a bad ground, actually. No, not, I saw Alan Lee smash Mila Yednak's face there a long time ago. It was interesting. Delightful. 7.13 is Love Sport. I don't know how people are struggling to buy their own homes now. I have seven homes, and I've never struggled, especially with my father's small loan of a million dollars. Love Sport. I work for Said.com. We can help you save money on your home insurance. All you need to do is visit Said.com and find out if we can find you a better deal. Ian Stone's Comedy Breakfast on Love Sport. OK, if it's from the players, because Arsenal had a couple of times when we reimbursed, when we lost 8-2 cool. to Man United, I think they... Uh, they could have reimbursed every other week, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, we had a direct now. debit going <laughs> in the end. <laughs> Once a month, they just pay a load of money back to us. There you go. I don't know, I don't know which performance this is for, but there's more money. <laughs> it's just for Jacker. Like, no, no, yeah, these are for oh, future yeah. performances. Yeah, yeah. Weekdays from 6.30am. I have to tell you, cricket, the poor man's baseball. Give it up, seriously. Love Sports. Yeah, Love Sport Radio, 7.13 across the capital. We're talking all things Palace till 9pm tonight. Um, does it annoy more, Hambo, and, and again, this is a point I raised in our little conversation following the game, that this was not a risk game. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely right. You know, I'm scanning down my 7 OTB list and I'm thinking... There you go, Crystal Palace, Southampton, home win. There's no risk game there, is there? No. Uh, absolutely right. It's It was a good opportunity to get three points on the board and sort of consolidate the fact that we'd had a less than positive start to the season when we really should have, should have done a bit better. You could accept the, the Liverpool loss, um, and we played really well. But I think we all looked at, the, at Fulham, Watford and Southampton as, you know, realistically with the team that we had and the improvements we'd made I think we were just hoping for, for nine points but I suppose when the other way to look at the Southampton game is no Wilf no no win you know yeah what was the news like I mean when when you heard it I mean obviously everyone in the press room was like oh, whoa, 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 whoa. So, you know Wilf is out 
I, I think it affected the performance, and, and we had an argument about this on our little messenger chat. Um, because it was the last kick of training that it was out, and if you if you spent all week playing a system where where it's basically give the ball to Wilf, and suddenly that system is completely undone, then you're going to suffer a little bit. That said, they should or Roy should be able to gm up a bit more for a kind of you know it was give the ball to IU and he wasn't really. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you about the the well, the announcement as well. I'd. I literally just left you at the press area at Sellhurst, mm. walked out, and uh, bumped into uh, Mail Sports' Ben Nagel, who's been on this show once. Yep. And uh, Ben said, oh, there's rumours that uh, the reason Roy wasn't talking about Zaha in the press conference is that he's injured. And me and Ben had a little laugh about his ridiculous rumours that he gets, and then uh, and I wandered on. And I uh, went back to meet a few people in the the victory club. No cheese rolls. Yeah, that was that was one of the <laughs> most gutting elements of it. Situation. Can yeah. I just say, uh, Ian, it is, isn't it? It is Ian. Ian, it? sort it out, mate. mate no cheese rolls. Mate, everyone loves your rolls. They were at two o'clock when I went in. What? what we he got there one one something. That's before Big you. They weren't there. doorstep wedges of cheese in these thick crusty rolls. Aaron. I nearly had one myself. No, no, no. Okay, Aaron, I've missed the rolls. What here. time did we meet? About one o'clock. Uh, about. Well, I left you about one 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 twenty five. There you go. So what's um, going on? I saw Nick in the victory club. Yeah, he didn't mention the bloody rock. Oh, excuse me. I'll let say that, mate. Yeah, yeah. Well, good because they they were yeah. yeah. Well, you, you didn't there mention was a they full, were there. There was a full this tray. Is, this this is outrageous. This is this is a shout out to Ian as well because I heard you know you're a bit baffled that you know people talk about your cheese rolls on the radio. Ian, um, sort it out, mate. I am. I am. I, do you know what? I can only assume it's my error. I apologise to Ian and all, all Ian's everywhere that make rolls. <laughs> um, I mean, because what I actually sent you, the picture following from the Palace press room, yeah. was the most gentrified meal I've ever eaten in my life. <laughs> yeah, what happened there? I there, mean, there were pies later, right? I saw the, like, the pies later. The pies weren't bad, but they're, they're, I mean, they're, they're very small and yeah. they're, they're very, very hot. Yeah. Yeah, and they've just they've just gone a little posh, haven't they? It's a bit of a schlep as well, is it? From the press room, you've got to go up these stairs, down these stairs, then across, and then you Into know. To the Homestead, yeah, I, I see you walking across. I go round the back there for a ciggy at half time. I saw you going up there. There you go. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's a bit of a schlep, but the pre-match meal was the most gentrified thing I've ever eaten in my life. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't goats. No, it was it was goats cheese salad. Chicken and olives. Hambo looks like he's he's about to be sick. Um, just remind you know, me of the olives. That's all. Just, oh, I hate olives. Mate. Olives and tomato sauce and like some uh, some like you know artisan breads and whatnot. Yeah. Basically, stuff no one wants. Yeah. So, the, the, uh, I'll get back to the reaction in the Victory Club when Wilf is announced as injured. But as a as a you know as a commentator of some reputation, Aaron, what do you want? Hey, what you don't want this gentrified rubbish. What would you want when you turn up? Pie and mash, really. Pie and mash, and uh, what to drink? You'd like just uh, any any form of carbonated beverage. There you go. It's simple, isn't it? Any oh, carbonated yeah. beverage apart from sparkling water, really. Oh yeah. What is the point in that? Make water taste worse. I'd, 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 to be fair, I'd have sparkling water with Ribena in it. I'll yeah, take that. That's fine. Yeah. That's no problem. Yeah. Even with a bit of lime in it, because I do enjoy <laughs> you know soda water and lime. It's very very nice. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, the reaction in the Victory Club after our little little side, cheese uh, roll issue. You, I'm not kidding. When it broke on Twitter that Zaha wasn't in the squad 
You know when someone shanks a pass out at a ground? And it's like as a footballer, that must be the worst noise to hear. It was that precise noise. I heard that noise a few times that day. <laughs> yeah, I bet you did. Especially yeah. when Benteke was on the end of something. Oh, yeah. Like, you could just hear the whole of home. It's just, but it's disappointment you, and resignation in the same way. It's You heard it because it was so quiet. Yeah. I mean no, there, there was a point where, you know, they just went for him. Like, yeah. I think it was around the 70th or 80th minute. I think something didn't come off, and, and they just absolutely went for it. And I was like, yeah. whoa, okay. And you just felt something changing. I mean, a couple more negative results, especially this weekend. You've got Huddersfield Town, who, look, I've watched them this season. They're not great. No. You know, no. There's, a, there's a distinct lack of quality there. A Palace side on their day should win that 2 or 3 now. Yeah, agreed. If you don't win this weekend, is the tide going to turn a bit more? Yeah, I think so. I think people are, I hate to say it, but I think people are ready to to kind of do that bit, with that, that have that moment where they switch. Uh, we've done it in the past on various managers and various players. Um, and I'd, I hate to say that I can sort of sense it coming. We've had a little bit of other distractions, which were, you know, off the pitch, which we'll talk about in a bit. But I think, you know, we've always got that in us as a, as a, I think any any team's got it in them, to be honest with you, to, to have that moment where they just switch. And I think we're just teetering on the edge. I think there was a higher level of expectation of this squad than we've been able to reach. But it's, it's three games. Three games. You know? Do you remember saying that last season? Because I do. I remember going, you know, three, that's four games. It's, it's five, it's seven games without a goal. And then Roy came in and sorted it out. Yeah, but, you know, would you, would you say that Roy's... This is this is the bottom line. Is is what we did last season working this season? And um, when you look at the system and you look at the personnel, you, you say you've got to say no. Are you right? looking at the fact that Roy may be too one-dimensional? That there's only one. He, he he's a one-trick pony. Him and Ray are one-trick pony well, in the sense that there's nothing else. I think I think they've got it within them to to rejig things so it'll work better. I just think Roy's very very slow to change. I think he took a while to decide how he was going to change us. Uh, when he joined, you know, it took four, three, four games, and then he was settled. But I think you can't stand still. You can't try. You can't just go out this season and say, "Well, last season we under Roy we averaged about a point and a half, something like that." So you know what? Let's just do exactly the same this season, and we'll get a point and a half this season because it hasn't panned out that way, you know. And uh, I think we're in. I think you can't leave it too long. There's no point panicking, but at the same time, you can't leave it too long without without trying something different. Yeah, certainly can't. At uh, 7.21, we're going to change things up next. I'm going to come back and I'm going to um, look at the transfer window very, very quickly and just pinpoint a couple of members in the squad as well. It's Love Sport Radio. Don't you just hate it when most politicians just answer their own questions? I do. This is Love Sport. Love Sport. With 7OTV.com. Predict 7 to net a million. Can you save money on your car insurance? Chris did with a little help from a spokesman said.com. Getting real people, real savings. I'm Chris from Leicestershire, a truck driver. I went on a spokesman set, which was very easy to use for an old kit like myself. And the £300 savings enabled me to take my granddaughter to Pontins on holiday. Find quotes from over 100 leading insurance providers at a spokesman said.com. Real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with a spokesman said.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. 
7bestbets.com. If you are looking for good odds with a simple-to-use app, visit 7bestbets.com. As a new customer, you will receive great welcome offers. We cover all sports, as well as an online casino and full range of virtual sports. If that's not enough, regular customers benefit from loyalty bonuses too. 7bestbets.com. Please gamble responsibly. Visit GamblerWare for more details. It's the debate that will rage on for years and years. Who would make the England Test Team's greatest Test eleven On Thursday, 27th of September, at the London Hilton on Park Lane, join Andrew Strauss, Mike Atherton, Henry Blofeld and Mark Nicholas as they lead everyone through a lively debate and discussion. The evening will be hosted by Chris Cowdery and will include the chance for you to have your say on who will make the legendary England Test eleven. For more information, visit lordtaverners.org forward slash events to find out more. Divorce law proceedings can be frustrating and even seem unfair, especially if you command a high income or you own a business or if you're a man. Men with assets and children depend on their divorce lawyers. It's important to hire a lawyer that has the right skills. Cordell and Cordell works to help men protect their financial assets and the future role they play in their children's lives. Call 0330-6060-161 or visit cordellcordell.co.uk. A partner men can count. Arsenal are the gooners. I thought that was a kids' movie from the 80s. Very popular, very, very popular, tremendously popular. Love Sport, 558 AM. Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Play your way to £1 million. Love Sport Radio, good evening. We're talking all things Palace till 10 pm tonight. My name's Aaron Paul. Joining me, Nick Gossett. Yay. And uh, Chris Ham. Till 10? Till 9. <laughs> you, you nearly cause an issue there mate because I've saved my dinner to when I get home <laughs> and that extra hour would have ruined it <laughs> have, you, have you got it on a timer no I know I haven't no. I was saying, you've got something in the slow cooker no, I mean I've got to make it when I get back but you know eating when I get back at about 10 is not too bad but if I was getting back at 11 you can't I mean, especially when I'm getting up for Huddersfield you can't, yeah, exactly. you can't that late can you by the way Palace fans make sure you get up and actually go to Huddersfield on time don't be like Hambo and don't be sucking Cobham services McDonald's <laughs> at like half 10 in the morning morning going it's all right we'll be on our way in a minute yeah, yeah. don't do that no. get up at like seven go at seven thirty. get there nice and early there's a lovely retail park next door to the ground <laughs> genuinely like one of those yeah. delightful retail parks in the world yeah, he can there's some hills behind the ground he can practice for his uh, marathon yeah. walk can i there say there are some massive that's, hills that's yeah can, but can i just say though that service stations and retail parks have been ruined by the kernel based chicken outlet uh changing suppliers and ruining their uh, their taste they're rubbish now. I always stick to the uh, the national bakery chain. Yeah, of course. Always stick to them, and uh, also the uh, the purple coffee franchise. Yeah. Of course, but but you realise the national bakery chain and their insistence on only serving lukewarm food is infuriating. No, unless you get their breakfast on the national bakery oh, chain. Oh, of course. It's delightful. It's delightful. The baguette yeah, yeah, of kings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. worst thing is, is when you go in there to the National Bakery chain yeah. and there's a truckload of Portsmouth fans also waiting to get their breakfast <laughs> and they run out of said baguette. Oh, Not good. Four no. coach loads of them. No. And it's just like, oh, sorry, love, we run out of baguette. <laughs> Great, thanks. Would you like a, a lukewarm sausage roll? Yes, yeah, sausage roll. Um, <clears throat> was but, the um, uh, bloke with a bell there? Every time we've ever no, he wasn't. He wasn't. Uh, that's, that's with handy, the greatest, Alex. Of, with the greatest of respect to him, you can usually smell him from further than you can hear him. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I say that having spoken to him at a game. John is is it John? Is it John Alexander yeah, Portsmouth John, yeah, Football yeah, Club or something yeah. like that? Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 
He's basically our Portsmouth Football Club's version of Captain Hook, isn't he? He is. Just like, well done, mate. I'm glad you're passionate about something, but have a wash. Yeah. I mean, he, he does look kind of grimy, doesn't he? Yeah, mate, he is grimy. Yeah. He is grimy. He look, he's the kind of guy who has like an all-over wash with a flannel like once <laughs> a fortnight. Yeah. You know. This is London-based. We can say this stuff. He'll never hear it. It right? is. Yeah. yeah. Unless he's online. Yeah, I suppose he might. Yeah, anyway. Um, but yeah, d- 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 get up. Go to Huddersfield on time. Don't do a hambo, please. Yeah, don't, yeah. don't, don't be late because I know what you're like. You're probably going to be up there like twenty past three, just yeah. like you know, strolling to your way, and then he, he's got to be there because he's promised to do one of his famous podcasts. Yeah, we do um, a podcast. Cast, cast, because Car- it's it's a pun on car because it's it, you do it the car, so you stop at the services, record it on a dictaphone in the car. So it's a podcast. Oh, yeah, on it's an actual dictaphone or an iPhone? Uh, on a dictaphone because the iPhone. It's great, because in case Apple want to give me the new iPhone XS, it's great. I love Apple products, <laughs> however. Uh, the I love Apple yeah. <laughs> Especially, I've, I can't get over that new XS. Looks amazing in any colour. I'll take it in any colour. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but the but Addictophone just has a, a better all-round sort of mic. Have you got the coverage. cassettes ready? <laughs> yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, press play, play and record at the same time. There you That's go. What you have to do yeah. exactly. Uh, anyway, get to uh, Huddersfield on time. Listen to the podcast. Uh, but I want to talk about the uh, the squad because one man who who, who gets a bit of a battering from the Palace faithful now is Jeff Schlupp. And, I mean, the the ironic clapping when he was substituted the other week was uh, not fun to watch. I, I think... He, he, I don't know where Roy's playing him. Is he on the wing? Is he in the centre? Is he supposed to be doing a bit of both? I don't know, Chris. Where, where, where is he actually playing? Well, this this is it. I think I think we're, we're fairly... I mean, I know the system, OK? I know when, when, when Jeffrey Schlupp plays, he plays as a... Narrow left midfielder, right? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's where he's playing roughly. However, this season it seems a bit more nondescript, and he seems to drift a little bit. But the problem I have with him, and bear in mind, I thought he was excellent opening day against Fulham. Yeah, really, really strong performance. And I actually thought, actually, you know, it'd be a real battle for anyone to get him out of this team. You know, you'd be looking at Luca and. and uh, James McArthur. Well, we, we were referring to him as a sort of missed out hero at one yeah, point. Yeah, absolutely. We, after Fulham. But in a in a couple of games, he's just I think he's just been showing up a little bit. And uh, I don't know about you. I mean, Aaron, you were there commentating on it. So I felt that when Jeffrey Schlupp got the ball, more often than not, his first instinct was it was almost like he was trying to keep his passing stats up. It was immediately to play the ball backwards or sideways, the easiest. There was no was. positive movement exactly. for him. The only positive movement we got in that game. Was when Kuate came on. He was the only. It was the yeah, first person to play with any purpose. I think. I think MacArthur obviously cracking. He cracked the crossbar a couple of yeah, times. Yeah. He, he, yeah. he he was obviously shining a lot. I think there, there's a leader missed in the midfield properly. There's a leader. There's a bit of industry missed. Someone who can just like you know make a tackle and get the crowd up, and then it's like bang going forward. You miss Mile. Yeah, yeah. Well, Luca was doing that last season. Luca Milivojevic, of course. Mm. But he has lost sort of 10 20 percent of his his drive and his effectiveness over the summer uh throughout through the world cup and whatever's happened there with with serbia so it's you know i think he he's the one possibly i look at the team and i think i think should be probably at risk but we don't really have a a player that can play like him um so i think bottom line if, if you try to analyze it properly and, and sort of don't 
don't think too much about it. I think the main. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't laugh at you knocking stuff over. Should I'll I just drop Brian Moore's bottle? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the the biggest problem for us in midfield is the absence of Johan Kabay. Yeah, I think it's hit us far harder than anyone thought it would. But um, is it, shouldn't that be an you know uh, uh, a beeline for the inclusion of Max Meyer then? Of, of course, uh, or or Koy- Koyate as well. I think either of those can play in that role. Um, alongside Luca, offering both defensive support but a, a bit of box to box but I think the trouble is that's possibly where MacArthur's strongest as well so you kind of have this situation where you know you're trying not to demoralise those players who have who've done really, really well for us over the last year or so um, but when you've got better players and I, and I mean that with the greatest respect to, to those in the team at the moment but Max Mayer is a better player than Jeffrey Schlupp and, and you know I think Jake Coyote at the moment is probably a better player than, than James MacArthur and it, he would, would be more effective than Luca at the moment so my gut feeling is you've got to put both those players in the team I think they're ready now as well the only thing is looking at what Roy said in his press conference was everybody's doing well it's going to be difficult to get them in or for them to get in and I, I, I shook my head a little bit of that yeah but that's, that's what we mean about Roy and I get it, it when it works for, when it can work for you you know, when you're trying to keep a positive run going and you're trying to keep a you know, good team spirit and you're you know, trying to keep players who are maybe even playing a little bit above their level at that level, mm. I think Roy's way of managing is perfect because it's all about rewarding the players that that, that, are ha- that have the shirt. But so, so in that sense, uh, Christian Benteke should be dropped for Saul. Yeah, he should be, yeah. Yeah, he's injured anyway. Yeah, I uh, think that's that's been okay that's, anyway. So yeah. we'll, we'll have to see whether whether Roy tries to go with a Townsend and Zaha up front like when he first came and Benteke was out. I don't know. So a lot of people saying they want to see that because uh, when you look back again at last season and, and our best run of games, it, funnily enough, it was when Zaha and Townsend played up front together in a in a four four two. But it's, we really had that midfield motoring at that point. Yeah, and again, it was all anchored by by me uh, by. Uh, Luca and Kabaye yeah. in, in a, that perfect central two. Plus yeah. the fact that the the opposition didn't really have a focal player like Benteke, Correct. so they didn't know what to do. And the fact that Townsend and Zaha really play up front, I don't think they really knew too much about what they were doing. <laughs> so it, it was kind of confusing but productive. Yeah, confusing but productive is what we like to call this podcast. It's Love Sport Radio. <laughs> Lego, the strongest brand in the UK. I think I'm going to have to build my wall with Lego now. Ian Stone's Comedy Breakfast on Love Sport. They've started well for the last few years, haven't they? And then they faded dramatically. They normally sort of sacked their manager around sort of Christmas, January. Well, Silver was really unsettled by all that Everton interest. Yeah. And then they went went weird. And it's happened a few seasons. Yeah, in and they've the got this guy, Javi Grazia, who's only just sort of, uh, moved into moved out of a hotel and moved his family over because he finally feels that after six months he <laughs> might get another... Let's just sack him now for a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> might get a little bit more You're time You exchanged on the mortgage? <laughs> yeah. See ya. Weekdays from 6.30am. The Odds with 7 Best Bets. Please gamble responsibly. Hi, it's Liam from 7bestbets.com. The early kickoff in the Premiership is Liverpool versus Tottenham. 12-13, Liverpool are favourites at 6-4, while Spurs are at 9-5. The draw is 5-2. Last season it finished 4-1. If you fancy that again, you'll get 50-1. Yes, 50-1. Or Spurs minus 1 is 4-1, and you can get Liverpool minus 1 at 16-5. Those are the odds with 7bestbets.com. The Odds with 7 Best Bets. Please gamble responsibly. It's the Brian Moore Show with the Pitbull and James Greyhound Grey. 
This is more must be doing a lot of laundering of Ryder Cup <laughs> gear this week. I'm lucky she just happens to be connected with the organiser, which is quite nice. Quite oh, nice she works for the European Tour, doesn't she? Yes, she does. It's not what you know, Brian, as usual. Well, uh, as you will know. Oh, I grew up, your, I had it hard your, in Halifax. From your public school background, it isn't it? Obviously, it's never, it's never what you know. No, I haven't married as well as you, Brian. <laughs> We've not married as often as me, that's why. <laughs> it's the Brian Mall Show with the Pitbull and James Greyhound Grey. Join the pack weekdays from 3 p.m. on Love Sport. 558 a.m. Love Sport. 735 across the capital. Good evening. It's Love Sport. Um, Gent, looking at the, the forward line, it just makes sense that maybe Palace should have brought a striker in the summer. <laughs> 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 it just realised, do you reckon they all sit there just going, hey, Maybe we should have brought an actual striker. Oh, you know what? I, there's, I think we've got a bit of a mental block around strikers. First of all, I want to acknowledge it's a really a difficult market, the striker market. Most people with a, should we say, a restrictive budget are trying to shop abroad and just take that gamble on someone who scored a bunch of goals in a, in a lesser league that they're going to be able to translate that form to the Premier League. It doesn't, it doesn't often work. Um, I, th- I think I think someone that is staring Palace in the face is, is the guy who obviously got a goal on Saturday, Danny Ings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I think did I, was it? Did I mention it? In fact, yeah, I mentioned it quite a few times on the franchise. Going, Palace should go for Danny Ings on loan. Go for Danny Ings on loan. You did. Do you know the terms of the deal though? Yeah, he's got. They they have to buy him, don't they? Yeah, for for about sixteen or seventeen million plus they paid a loan fee. We just didn't have that that money once we'd start signing the players we've signed mm. so you could argue that we shouldn't have signed the players we signed even though we have sort of shopped shop bargains I think contract wise we spent a lot of money Mayers on good money and would have paid uh, a big signing on fee for that as well but you know we are we are in the market for a, for a striker but I just think um, finding the right one has, has just escaped us and it is I'm sure we were considering Ings because Dougie Freeman who's our director of football uh, tried to buy Ings from Bournemouth years ago at half time when we were playing him um, <laughs> you know we, we even a direct <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> could so, you imagine him turning out for us in the second half <laughs> I'm, not, yeah, I'm sure that would have worked but, but honestly like we, we were very very keen on him back then and I'm sure if we were given any kind of encouragement to buy in this window, we certainly would have been in, in with a shout. But I guess, the, you know, he's he's a Southampton boy as well, isn't he? So he's from from that area of the country. I believe he was originally in their academy or something, if I'm right. Yeah, I think he was from uh, from down that part of the world. Should we, should we turn to the international break now? Yeah, I think we could we go back to that because there was a transfer rumour around that as well. Because, well, not even a rumour, there was direct questions. Uh, so Lo- Loftus-Cheek's someone that... Obviously, we we are missing mm-hmm. uh, this season. I think it's fair to say, um, and he had a very quiet game for England uh, in, in the second match, the Switzerland one. He just doesn't look himself. Doesn't look the player that we had. Looks rusty, um, and he's suffering, isn't he? He's suffering from being in and out, in and off, uh, you know, on and off the Chelsea bench. He's played a handful of minutes. If he'd played, if he'd been with us this year, he'd have played every game. Yeah. Um, if he'd been with anyone most teams in the league he'd played every game so uh, you know we, from our perspective we look at a player we really enjoyed watching last year and you know it's it's, it's just being ruined by by give, being given that little bit of hope wasn't he by Chelsea they were kind of gave him that little bit of a 
uh, sort of uh, that little bit of light at the end of the tunnel that because he'd got picked for England he'd gone to the World Cup he was going to be able to work himself into that team then they went and signed midfielders Jorginho and Kovacic yeah so what's you know what is that about it's just ruining a, a very very good player um, I think I've got more chance of being a regular starter <laughs> than than, uh, than Ruben Loftus-Cheek I mean in terms of we talked about it on the Chelsea fan show yesterday yeah. and, and they were talking about Ruben Loftus-Cheek and how obviously they want to see him do well but I said well you know your manager's gone out and bought in Jorginho who is his own man yeah so that kind of just tells you it you know, yeah. like th- th- he's not really interested in bringing him. It, it's so, not. It's not good for Southgate either, is it? If if his players aren't getting game time, uh, and that's that's been a perennial problem for England. But you uh, you look at what was said. So he loves to shake himself. Has said that. You know, he's looking at the positives. He's saying that the manager's told him he's not playing because he's not tactically aware enough. So he's working really hard with the coaches to learn the manager's tactics. It's like, okay, great. What, you know, how long is that going to take? And what and about the new bloke coming in? Has he? Does he know it already? Oh, <laughs> he's, you know, I don't. Yeah, know. yeah but you, then you think he was, and he was asked directly. You know, what about going back to Palace? And he said that he wouldn't, wouldn't roll it out in in January. And um, you know, both I think Hodgson and potentially someone else as well from Palace was quoted as saying that if if it's possible, we'll look to try and make it happen in January. But swap for Benteke? Yeah, that, that work. Don't Palace need a striker though? Well, I, you know, uh, Go and this get is the a weird thing. Or someone. This is the weird thing. Our best games last year, we didn't play with a striker at all. From you know? Barcelona, <laughs> it was just, it was just Townsend and Zaha just running around in circles up top, <laughs> and eventually it worked. You know, and you kind of feel that that's our best option at the minute. With just we, cre- you saw against Southampton, even against Southampton, we created chances. You know, and those chances. It's not just about missing a chance it's about what when you when you tuck a goal away it's about how it changes games and um you know when you're the same could be said when you miss easy chances you know tucking a chance away changes the game but missing an easy chance could completely derail you in a game and derail your season if you let it happen game after game after game so Benteke's injury you hate to say it it's a blessing for us right now Serloff I like him but I don't think he's going to be I think he's on a hide into nothing with with a lot of fans because a lot of fans don't rate him because he hasn't just hit the ground running he's going to be another one of them strikers that gets like one in seven that's it yeah you know yeah unless he gets a run of games because I believe he's actually got everything you're a fan you're part of the club aren't you yeah 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 (laughs) yeah basically yeah (laughs) listen, the only thing he he hasn't got is, is that extra sharpness you need from playing games regularly in my view he's massive he's he's 65 coming on 66 he's you know he's a real physical presence he's not slow he, but his mind seems that little bit slow if you know his what I mean. mind <laughs> seems yeah. slow you know it's, it's like communi- it's like me when i try to play football now and dislocate my knee turning you know <laughs> at low speed it's because my brain is no longer is, is now quicker than my legs by quite some considerable distance and the communication between the two doesn't really work are you saying shawloff's legs are quicker than his brain <laughs> no the other way around <laughs> oh. i'd say he's also his, his brain is saying legs control ball and the legs go what (laughs) 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 there's that moment against Southampton Max Mayer gets the ball at his feet right he's got two people on him he dribbles it between them spins and then rolls it to Serloff who literally his first touch kicks it eight yards straight off the pitch for a goal kick and you're like um, that's the difference that's the difference between having a a player who is potentially heading towards world class someone like Max Mayer um, and then having a player like Serloff who is very raw 
Fair enough. I'm making a face at you when I said the word raw. And then you, people, said it, you yeah. elongated the word as well. <laughs> I did, yeah. Raw. I sometimes forget that that doesn't come across what I mean on radio, so I was just explaining it to the listeners. Thank you very much. This I is like- also the man, can I just say, this is Chris Hamlin, the man who shouts when there's a capital letter involved. <laughs> uh, Nick, you were going to say? I was going to say, I like Maya's feistiness. Oh, yeah, he, yeah. He does seem to be yeah, archetypal, diminutive person with anger issues. Who did he kick? It was someone. Someone, it's a great Somebody f- who a failed Zaha. He got right. them a minute later and held his hands up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, against, say, one, it, was, one. it was against Watford with... Uh, <laughs> What's his face? Kapoor, or Kapoor. Etienne Kapoor. The, the man who should have been sent off in the yeah. first minute. Yeah, Mayo's on the pitch for literally a minute and he's kicked him up in the air and then, yeah, giving it the 1-1. One, one. That was that was great. Fair play. Uh, 7.43. Um, I'm going to bring back one of your favourite games next. It's Love Sport. Let me tell you, Five Live loses real lightweight, believe me. Love Sport. 5.58 a.m. Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Play your way to £1 million. When looking for the best possible deal for his car insurance, Jim went on the spokesmansaid.com and saved hundreds. I'm Jim. I'm a radio presenter based in Glasgow. I couldn't believe how expensive the car insurance for our Citroen C4 Picasso was going to be from my existing insurer. I went on a spokesman said and saved an incredible £600. Just amazing. Signing up to a spokesman said, best thing I could have done. Find quotes from over 100 leading insurance providers at a spokesmansaid.com. Getting real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with a spokesmansaid.com. 7bestbets.com If you are looking for good odds with a simple-to-use app, visit 7bestbets.com. As a new customer, you will receive great welcome offers. We cover all sports, as well as an online casino and full range of virtual sports. If that's not enough, regular customers benefit from loyalty bonuses too. 7bestbets.com Please gamble responsibly. Visit GamblerWare for more details. FanHub, the new app that rewards fans. Yes, you've heard it right. If you support your team, FanHub will support you. Simply select your club and the app automatically finds the cheapest train tickets and hotels for every fixture. It records how many miles you've done following your team with a leaderboard that shows the most dedicated. FanHub also rewards you with discounts and freebies from partners such as Uber, Just Park and Amazon. Download FanHub from the App Store and check in at the stadium to start earning rewards. There's no purchase necessary. FanHub, fan loyalty, rewarded. You love your sport, but it can be a pain organising it. Endless phone calls, emails and text messages, organising players and collecting money can all be a headache. What you need is Teamer.net, the free sports app that'll help you manage your team's events, communicate effectively as a team, and now you can collect money simply and securely via Teamer payments. Relied upon by 2 million members, Teamer is available for free on desktop, Android and iPhone. London Hospitals, a war zone, just like my rear end after spicy food. This is Love Sport. Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Predict seven results. Win seven figures. Yeah, here we go. It's, did you just say it's a risk game? <laughs> I did because it was the 7OTB advert. A risk game. A risk game. We're going to be having a look at you, 7OTB later on. I would have done my predictions already. Good man. Go good man. Um, 
it's uh, West. By the way, it's Birmingham City versus West Bromwich Albion. Um, and yeah, I agree with you on the away kit. It, it's a very, it's an old school West Brom away kit. It's it a, is. It, it, it's like a Norwich home kit, basically. It's uh, it's the yellow and green. But uh, yeah, Birmingham City and West Bromwich Albion getting us back underway with the uh, the regular football. The uh, Premier League and Championship are back. Fear not for another month. We uh, we have the regular season that's back. Chaps, though, I want to play a, a game that Nick brought in. Um, you know, at the start, which was why you just you were talking like, to him and he was look. just still staring at the I've, screen. I've got ears, I can listen. Yeah, no, I'm just, I know sometimes you find it difficult doing two things at once. So I was yeah. just trying to help out. Yeah, it's called Connor Wickham's operation. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to know what is the latest of Connor Wickham because oh. he's someone who could actually make a difference. He came back. He trained for about a week. Yeah. He got injured again. Oh. Roy said in his uh, press conference, uh, I don't really know what he's like because he keeps getting injured. <laughs> Roy, Roy's got what, what could only be described as proper Mardi about it. He's very, very, very uh, irritable when people talk to him about Connor Wickham. Um, irritable. Irritable, yeah. yeah. He gets ve- he's quite irritable in press conferences. Otherwise, yeah, like he was he he was not a happy chappy after Southampton. Although Leslie Mark Hughes was delighted with himself. Yeah, <laughs> I did, Roy wasn't happy. I did. I do think I sent you a suggestion of a question for Roy, but I suspicious you probably didn't ask it. No, I, no. I think it was something like, "Why don't you change make changes in the team at half time when we're playing a ball in here or something like that?" Why aren't you forty five years old? Yeah, something like that. But um, look, Connor. He is. He's that Hans Mole Man. <laughs> he looks older than he is. Good Mole Man too. Yeah. <laughs> Good Mole. Anyway, um, he's only thirty-eight. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Anyway, on, mate. Connor. Uh, Connor is exactly the sort of player we need right now. And unfortunately, despite owning his player registration, we are still some way off having that player. Um, a lot of people have got really angry about it. And I, I just think you can't get angry because it's just, it's one of those things. Uh, he has, he's been out for two years. Everyone who, who watches football knows that once a player's been out that long, when they come back, they will get continuously get niggly little injuries. Now, if he, his knee breaks again, that's probably him finished, right? But muscular injuries, is, is, is for at least a year, maybe even two, that just happens to, to most players when they come back from serious injuries so it's horrific and it must be incredibly frustrating for those who are responsible for paying him and for the manager who wants to play him in the team but you know it is what it is I guess I mean he's he's only played 34 games in, in three years yeah yeah I mean that's Winston Bogard territory isn't it that is Winston <laughs> Bogard territory um, but he's he's got it as well. When he, when he plays, he's got it. I remember the two goals he scored against West Brom away. Yeah. We were three 0 down at half time. Well, let's not forget the travesty of that FA Cup final um, that I've, oh, never, yes. I've never revisited. With a completely legitimate goal ruled out and was outstanding that day as well. Um, uh, what the one that the the referee of that game said a couple of years later? Yeah, he might have made a mistake. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think you're right there, Mark. You did make a little bit of a mistake, didn't you? Didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Could have you not to jump in on that one, I heard and point out. Yeah, with, with all the hugs with the the old manager and everything before yeah, the game. Yeah, that's it, before the game, a little smile and shaking Fergie's hand. It was yeah. one of those handshakes where when the hands went away, something passed between the two hands, do you think? Well, like when you're trying to give a croupier a fiver as a tip. Exactly, yeah, and you end up just giving him a paper cut. Yeah. <laughs> We've all done it. I'm going to Vegas soon. I'll try again. You are, you are. Um, so... 
I mean, it was. I was just about to pick up on England because you know there was that debate about championship players being called up, and obviously Gareth Southgate's promoting the lack of talent. Am I right in saying that the last non Premier League outfield player to be called up for England was Wilfred Zaha? Uh, yes, you are. Because there's a couple of keepers, haven't there? Joe Lewis and, and, and uh, Joe Lewis wasn't called up to England. Yeah, he was. Joe Lewis. Yeah, as in the keeper who's at like Dundee now. Yeah. Who's at Peterborough? Yeah. No, you think Angus Gunn? No, I'm not. Joe Lewis. Yeah. Anyway, carry on. It, it's got to be. Real. <laughs> I'm really angry about that, Aaron. I'm yeah, I know because. Oh my God. I'm right, aren't I? It, it, yeah, he. Well, that was that was by Fabio Capello. Yeah, in 2009, he didn't know. He was probably trying to call up Joe Hart and got the wrong name. <laughs> anyway, yeah. um, it, it was Wilf, wasn't it? Around yeah. 2012, 2013. Yeah, you probably. Well, yeah, yeah. So just that se- the season he he joined and got loaned back. Yeah. Yeah. He joined Man United, got loaned back to us. It was that. So I can't. I, yeah, it's it's not not that common these days, is it? No. But there, there, there was a whole outrage on the debate on why players from the Championship shouldn't be included in England squads. It's a, it's a difficult one because I think if you'd asked me about it when Palace were in the Championship, you know, about seven, seven eight years ago, I'd have, I'd have been very much in the camp of there's so much talent in the Championship and you shouldn't write it off as a, as a league or, or as, you know, being a place where, where top-level players can be, can be found, right? That's, that would be my view on it. However, having seen that transition from Championship to Premier League, you know, I I do I can't help but feel it's almost it's it's justified unless you've got an absolutely outstanding talent, someone who's tearing that division up. And I mean, someone. I mean, Wilf was literally just putting defenders on their backsides every week, beating yeah. three or four players every like week. Harlem Globetrotter football, it, wasn't it, it? Really, yeah, it was. It was embarrassing. It, you know, he basically. I've said it before. He, he took Palace up on his own that year. Well, I'll t- I'll tell you a, a slight, you know, um, I'm not going to say embarrassing sort of fact, but you know, um, you know, when you when you go onto YouTube and you watch a video and there's autoplay afterwards and it has these random videos queued yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guess what? I woke up about four o'clock this morning. Guess what I was watching? What? The Crystal Palace season review from the when the year you went up. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. 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 I don't know. I think there was like an interview with someone I was watching before. I think it might have even been Simon Jordan, like an interview with Simon Jordan. And then afterwards, like, you know, finds related videos according to algorithms. And I woke up, I'm just like, why is Wilfred Zaha like on my screen? What's going on <laughs> over there? And and I just watched. I ended up just sitting up for about fifteen minutes, just watching it. I was like, oh, this is quite good, isn't it? It is a great season to watch. I mean, some of it is a bit ropey. Like some of the goals conceded <laughs> yeah. absolutely shambolic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, he absolutely tore the division apart. Is the next best thing to come out of Crystal Palace going to be Aaron Wan-Bissaka? Oh yeah, without yeah, a doubt. Yeah, yeah. Um, you cannot. I can't. I just don't know what else to say about him. That you know he. It's been breathtaking, you know. You, we're all waiting for that moment where he has a dodgy game, and there's been one or two people who have said that they felt he's been found wanting in a couple of games this season. But in my view, those those are people who are currently attention seeking, and they're actually waiting for that time where he has a he has a bad game, and he well, can say, "See, I was right." Yeah, right. In my opinion, he's he's not put a foot wrong. Uh, a lot of that, and you can see it in the Southampton game. A lot of that has been. James Tompkins helping him out next to him, right? I think he's been absolutely vital in Wan-Bissaka's development and, and how easy it's, he's, he's fit in the first team. With Martin Kelly there, 
little bit of a different story uh, against Southampton. So I still thought Wambasaka was one of our better players, but positionally he just he just lacked perhaps the level of discipline that he has when when Tompkins is there. We, we we saw that last year, didn't we? When Tompkins was injured, people were bemoaning the fact that Ward had been picked over Wambasaka. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, why. Yeah, and that was why. But I think. In terms of ability, what was really strange when he played for England under 21 is the first half he was actually a little bit uh, off the pace, I felt, and he was playing as a wing back. And I've always thought wing back would be the perfect position for him as a former winger and mm. a really good one on one defender. It should have worked perfectly, but he's clearly much more comfortable in a back four, uh, which they played in the second half and he really sort of came into his own again. But if you look at the statistics this season he's i think he's up there at near the top in terms of genuine chances created for palace already uh him going on the overlap him dancing past a couple of players and putting in a cross you know we haven't had a fullback ward he's never never been a player to do that no he's always been like the slow and steady kind exactly of functional gary neville type of fullback you know <laughs> you, you could be absolutely brilliant and at, at up to a level but you're never going to take on a player with a couple of step I mean, when, when i used to see gary neville like running down like the flag and he used to run in a really funny manner yeah. as well yeah. you used to just think of like you know Ford Fiesta over revving <laughs> like that just like just like Gary <laughs> Neville like, just <laughs> charging over and then by the time he gets to the ball and David Beckham's already whipped it in he's going I was like yeah. and he just runs back he's like why did you do that you know yeah, yeah, but yeah. um yeah no I can see what you mean about Wardy and, and Wan-Bissaka just I mean what was it what was he like midweek in terms of in the, in the, in the international break, uh, just I would I would call it um, as a as an under twenty one's debut. He looked nervy first half, and I think second half he looked outstanding because he's up against Fulham Stephen Sessegnon, yeah. part of, you know the other half of the Sessegnon twins. Yeah, yeah, I'd, who, who's a very good right back as well. I, I honestly, I, I, this will sound like hyperbole to some degree, but I, I I honestly think when you look at Alexander Arnold, who's a very very good player. Mm. And you look at the way Wambasaka has started as a Premier League player. You, w- I, I would, you know, again, and I am biased. I can't help that the, the case. But I tried, I tr- even try and take my Palace hat off and look at what both of them have got. And I genuinely believe Wambasaka is the bigger talent. For me, I mean, I, I'd always look at it as as Wambasaka versus Sessegnon, Stephen Sessegnon, not Ryan. Yeah. Um, and and I'd probably go for Wambasaka purely because he's had Premier League experience. Um, I also look at the fact that. You know, England's got like this plethora of right backs now. Yeah. It's just amazing. It's just like there's always one berth, isn't there? That's yeah. just got, and it's never something we actually need. I mean, <laughs> I, I was I was watching a clip with Chris Sutton the other day where he talked about how there were like eight strikers ahead of him when when he made that famous cock up and said he would never play with the B team. Um, so it's funny how England have always got this random sort of player that they can rely on, but they can't. At seven fifty-seven, it's Love Sport Radio. We'll be back after news. The dishonest media is about to give you some news. So long as it's not fake news and you're making me in a positive light, that I can tell you. Love sport. This is Lionel, another very happy person who saved themselves money at a spokesmansaid.com. I'm Lionel from Peacehaven. I took note of what the spokesman said and I saved £484 per year on my energy. I found a spokesman said was so easy to follow and it saved me £484 on my energy and I would recommend everybody does the same. A spokesman said.com, getting real people, real savings. Compare home energy quotes from the UK's biggest suppliers to find out if you can save money. 
Compare, switch and save with a spokesmansaid.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. If you're in business, I bet you hate wasting money. We Do Taxi Tops can help you achieve minimum wastage on your advertising costs and maximum exposure. Our revolutionary taxi tops can target your potential customers in the right place at the right time. So your message has the greatest potential for making an impact. We Do Taxi Tops. Visit WEDOOH.com. We Do. The smarter, quicker way of advertising in London. Supporting London businesses of all sizes. Love Sport. Available on Radio Player and TuneIn Radio for your smartphone. Download now from the App Store and Google Play. As a parent, you always want to protect your kids. So make sure their vaccinations are up to date. Measles and whooping cough are on the rise and can cause severe illness. But childhood vaccinations can help prevent them. Are your child up to date? Find out more. Search online for NHS vaccinations. Could you offer an abandoned or unwanted dog a loving home? If you can, All Dogs Matter would love to hear from you. Every year, All Dogs Matter rescue and rehome around 400 dogs across London and the home counties. But without people like you, this simply wouldn't be possible. Through no fault of their own, these dogs urgently need new loving homes. All Dogs Matter are counting on you to give one of our dogs a second chance in life. Visit alldogsmatter.co.uk Just saying to uh, Hambo over here how he's missed the trick and he's not on Big Brother. It's the last of Big Brother tonight. I just think you would have done very, very well. Yeah, I, I do think I'd would, I would have had a, a mistake in me. Let's just call it that. Bonus in the know. West Bromwich, Albion, Nurse. Love Sport Ready, bringing you your London football fans. Just talking all things Crystal Palace till nine o'clock tonight. Up next, though, we're going to talk about the Holmesdale end. Approaching that clock, EG News. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. On 558am, online, on your smart speaker, and on digital radio. This is Love Sport News. From the Sky News Centre at 8. More than half a million homes and businesses on America's east coast are without power after Hurricane Florence made landfall. People across several states are now being warned to expect catastrophic flooding. Meanwhile, a super typhoon has slammed into the northeast of the Philippines, ripping off tin roofs and knocking out power. More than 5 million people are at risk from the storm, which is more severe than the hurricane battering the USA. Thousands of homes have been evacuated. This woman and her neighbour are in temporary accommodation. We are traumatized by this super typhoon. The last one in 2016, super typhoon Haimar, hit us all and our houses were destroyed. His house was totally washed out. That is why we're scared. 
A 15-year-old girl and a woman have been injured after being shot in Birmingham in what police think was a targeted attack. The teenager and the female, who's 36, were hurt in the Sheldon area of the city last night. The Justice Secretary has called a walkout by prison staff today wrong and irresponsible. The protest over safety concerns was called off after union leaders said they had a constructive dialogue with the government. Big Brother won't be returning after the new series, as Claire Gregory reports. It's time for this game to end. The reality show originally aired on Channel 4 from 2000 to 2010. It made stars of housemates including Nasty Nick, Jade Goody and Kate Lawler but has suffered from declining ratings. Channel 5 says the new series, which starts tonight, will be the last but Endemol Shine, who make the programme, say it opens a new chapter and they're excited for future possibilities for Big Brother in the UK. And in sport, it's nil-nil in the early stages of Celtic's Scottish Premiership match at St Mirren. There are no goals in the Championship match between Birmingham and West Bromwich Albion. Birmingham are without a win this season. That's the latest. I'm Victoria Lawrence. Known originally as the Glaziers, this club are far from fragile. They've been building their nest in Selhurst Park. And the Eagles are ready to swoop in and bring out the claws this season. It's the Crystal Palace Fan Show on Love Sport with seven of the best for your chance to win a million pounds. Good evening. We're just talking about game shows that you'd uh, you'd like to sign up for. What? What? Anything else you'd like to sign up for? Uh, like I said, I, I, I'd like Taskmaster because mm. for Dave, because it's it's just the tasks are funny. I like I like little Alex Horn, who's the sort of co-presenter on it. I like the way he interacts with Greg Davis, and I think you know, I think just creative tasks. I like that that little bit of lateral thinking where the obvious way is not always the correct way, you know, or the quickest way, or the best way. I like it. I like lateral thinking. I'm rubbish at it, though. Nick? I'd like to think I'd be good on Only Connect, but I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I love watching that. Only Connect? Yeah, the one with Victoria, Corrin, Mitchell. Mitchell. No, I've not seen it, mate. Oh, it's, it used to be on BBC4, now it's on BBC2. It's quite uh, wild, cerebral. Oh, right. Cerebral, even. Cerebral. <laughs> That's embarrassing, <laughs> isn't it? Yes, it is. Mispronounced the word cerebral. Yes. Um... I was talking about how I found, you know, the guy who used to host the Crystal Maze quite, cre- you know, quite creepy. Yeah. And that Ed Tudor pole fellow is quite creepy. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he you is. Know. He, when I knew him years and years ago, because I used to work in music and he used to be at a rehearsal studio I went to in Camden quite a lot. Um, very posh, but really down to earth at the same time. But it was something like eighth in line to the throne then. Yeah, yes. You know, he's, yes. he's proper Tudor. That's he's got he's got heritage, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. But no, Richard O'Brien was definitely interested. Let's give it. Oh, a he out. was. Oh, that's but him. The, he was creepy. But the the reboot with uh, Richard Ajwade, I think that's how you pronounce it. He's he's excellent. 
Um, I'm not a fan of his. You're not? No. Oh, mate. I mean, come on. Oh, you what? Richard Ayoad? I see him everywhere and he just he just annoys me a bit. Fair enough. It's because right. he's getting a lot of gigs. Yeah, that's it. I suppose over-familiarity can breed contempt. There are some people right? that get a lot of gigs and you're yeah. just like, what are you doing? Yeah. Ubiquity is a killer. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Rhythm is a dancer. Ubiquity <laughs> is a killer. <laughs> um, right, let's talk about uh, the... Um, the Holmesdale Fanatics. Yeah, man. Now, I've seen a lot of stuff going on. Obviously, there's this big political ting going on. Yeah, so um, so this week we, we put our name to uh, a site called wearethehomesdale.com, mm-hmm. uh, which is where a collection of Palace fans group, including the Holmesdale Fanatics, but a large amount of others as well, um, had basically really got behind the idea of a singing section at, at Sellers Park. And I think the important thing to, to, to sort of point out is everyone's been discussing about the fact that the Homesdale fanatics aren't there. And that is the, a symptom of the breakdown in communication. Yeah, it seems a bit dead without them as well. Yeah, you, you, you witnessed it against Southampton. Mm. It wasn't good. That's not what Palace are known for. Uh, and, it's, and it's very frustrating. But well, I think... Roy did say, though, that a lot of that was down to the players not galvanising the crowd it should be a two way thing yeah look, I don't so this, I don't I, there's, there's two separate things going on right yeah. you know Roy's, Roy's got every right to point out the fact that yeah okay the, the players didn't exactly encourage the crowd to sing or whatever but look we, we, we're not, it's, it's, we're not stupid we can all see that the, the fact that Block B's empty of those the, the home staff has had a, a negligible negative effect so where have they gone uh, they're currently in different areas around the ground. Just dispersed. Just dispersed. They're continuing to back the back the club and back the back the players, uh, but just not as an organised group at the moment. And that's and that's their decision that they made after talks uh, broke down about this um, this uh, singing section being created. Now I think they, th- you know, without getting into the the politics of it all, they believe that they had an agreement. The club have come out and made a statement otherwise, and then. There's been a statement back the other way saying, well, rather than argue about it, this is what we talked about, we thought was agreed, what do people think? So, the site wearethehomesdale.com has been set up to give everybody that bit of information, as in this is how we thought it would work, Um, and it encourages people to sign up if they think that dialogue needs to be reopened uh, between the club the hf and any other organization that's involved like i say we've we've got ourselves behind it because we want that um you know we wouldn't be the first club to have a singing section again i, I bring, always bring up ajax that i went to see and they have a specific section for their their ultras their fans in the stadium um and if you get like-minded people together you, you could create a really really impressive atmosphere like we did at wembley uh in the playoffs um when we got promoted you know we managed to actually turn Wembley into into a pretty much a cauldron of noise for Palace and that was you know it was incredible on the day witnessing that it was a, a truly magical moment and that's what it's all about it's about recreating that at Selhurst and not having just this corner where on the really bad nights all you can hear is the beat of a drum and the noise gets lost above above the ground it's about getting that singing section in a good area with a roof above them to amplify that noise um, but unfortunately people when they buy a ticket for uh, in the same place for years on end you know you can understand why they don't want to be uprooted you know in a reorganization of that stand so it's about it's about how you effectively communicate and organize that without offending people and i think there's been a bit of victimization of those people who have suggested they wouldn't want to move which is totally unfair 
and there's also been a, a victimization of the hf for trying to force it, a situation which they're not trying to force um so that's my view on it. it's all about dialogue and i think i don't know from your perspective as a neutral going to sellers park you know in the in the days when we got promoted it was considerably louder than it was against southampton right it was scary it was scary mm. like the atmosphere was intimidating teams used to fear i used to call it fortress sellers you know yeah, because yeah, literally yeah. it was like this like dungeon you used to go to and then you just imagine it and you're like oh god you know I'm, i've got a liverpool fan uh as a pal and he turned around to me and w- when he saw uh palace away he was like mate yeah on a monday night oh yeah <laughs> not really a fan of that you know people felt found it intimidating i just wonder are the clubs shooting themselves in the foot by not negotiating with these people by not dealing with things properly what, what i mean nick you had a point who well hey who knows what's going on behind the scenes really um they've, they've come quite quite public i see a, a piece in a couple of the papers the independent had an interview with one of the leading figures didn't they um i think both club and the supporters group want the scene section to happen you've you've almost got to bribe those people in in block a but the easiest way around it would have been just to swap the signs around <laughs> yeah, swap the sides for B and E round. Not like, a bad idea. Just don't tell anyone. I mean, I mean, Hambo was um, was was furiously like shaking his hand. Oh no! When, 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 when Nick when Nick was talking, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to him like you know in question time. Let's yeah. go to the gentleman <laughs> in the blue with the glasses. Yes, sir. <laughs> it was just that Nick was saying no one knows what's going on, and I was just I was just having a bit of fun by saying that I did. I know, I know some some bits and pieces about what's going on and what. Um, <coughs> excuse me very dry throat sorry about that um about um i i think funny enough what nick said is correct i think obviously everybody wants this wants there to be uh, an atmosphere to be proud of and that includes the club so when you say all oh, the clubs shooting themselves in the foot i think to a to a degree they are um but i don't think i think it's all everything's being done for for the right with the right intentions i just think it's it's kind of collapsed in a in a, in a way that was so avoidable I think the trouble was the club, as as they said in their statement, responded to the reactions from a few fans contacting them. So a few letters were written, some reactions on a few message boards, and they were very negative. And you kind of think, that's not a survey, you know? That's the opinions of a few. So if you were going to think about rejigging the entire lower Homestead stand, if you're seriously thinking about it, which which they were and hopefully still are, You've got to ask everyone who's affected, haven't you? Bit of basic market research. Yeah. Don't don't rely on some little leak on the internet, be it deliberate or otherwise, and, and start reacting to that because you'll do what happened. You'll end up alienating a bunch of people when all you actually want is the same thing as each other. So I, I've been really interested to see this. Li- it's been a little bit of a PR battle going on. We've had the club make a statement, then the HF make a statement, and then there's been some discussions in the background and now we've got we are the homesdale.com which okay. is which is where it's all crystallized it to. could be worse we could be in charlton's position <laughs> yeah yeah you could be to be fair yeah. you know bless, that, that, them. bless them they've only got four cleaners <laughs> literally i went i went there and, and um the uh all birmingham city have just taken the lead ah. and it's that man with the most mispronounced name ever it's not jota it's Jota with the goal for uh, Birmingham City. 26 minutes gone. Birmingham 1, West Bromwich, Albion 0. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, in terms of Hamba, you were talking about a um, uh, a stand where they can, you know, all sing together and like a sort of a singing section itself. Yeah, where would you uh, like it to be? Well, I think they've got the right idea. The the, the HF that what they were talking about, which was in the centre behind the goal, at the back of the stand. Now, the the trouble with that is, is they're arguably the best seats at, uh, in that stand in, in the lower tier. So people won't want to give them up, for, you know. I don't think there's too much in it personally, but then I'm not directly affected, so maybe that's easier for me to say than than if I was, right? But I think directly behind the goal, and the idea is that that singing section would be, excuse me, hit my microphone, centred round the back, and and then spread out as as the group grows. Uh, would you fit. be part of them? Um, I've often, I, you know, I know a few of the guys, but um, I, the only reason I haven't is my knees don't work, so I can't do all that bouncing. <laughs> Mick, um, I think my kids want to, I mean, especially my teenage son, really wants to get involved and, and get in with them. And, and the thing is, the H chef don't want to be stuck in that corner. They, they've actually said they want to grow. They want it to get bigger. They don't want it to all be down to them. But just to make the point, it isn't the whole point of the singing section. Is yes, it's a home for the Homestyle fanatics, and yes, they hope that they'll grow as an organisation, as a group of fans, and that stand for what they stand for, right? But it's also they're, they're trying this. They're, this time, they've deliberately been inclusive and said that you don't have to be a member of the HF and dress in black and whatever they do to be in the singing section. Why if you they dress in black, it's their culture, mate. It's ultra culture. Ultra culture. Ultra culture. <laughs> I'll get, I'll, I'll get him to send you a book or something. <laughs> yeah, please do. Get them to send me a book. A brochure. No, I don't know if there is a get, book. I'll get them to send yeah. you like a yeah. pamphlet or something. Maybe they've got one. I'll ask, I'll ask my mate. It's a <laughs> membership pack. But, um, no, I mean, they're, you know, they're, you know they're, they've got great links with some, you know, really famous clubs and their supporters and they've actually had signs up in the crowd with PSG. Uh, a Greek sign as well. Yeah, Panathinaikos or Pan- no, Panionos. And they've had signs up in support of the HF, but the point is, it's 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 much more inclusive than that. It's not just the HF. They you know they've got a section in there, but it's open to everyone who wants to to stand and sing. There's a penalty <laughs> to stand and sing at Sellers Parks. So, um, so as Hambo just uh, just mentioned, there is a penalty to Birmingham City just a couple of minutes after they've taken the lead initially. It's hotter with the opportunity to double their lead. He steps up and it's oh, saved by Sam Johnson. Safe. What a fabulous save! That is by the uh, West Brom goalkeeper flying to his left. A very, very good save, wasn't it? Um, yeah. So, again, I'm really interested to get your opinion on this, Aaron, because look, you're not emotionally connected in any way other than obviously continuously managing Palace on Football Manager. Not as uh, emotionally connected as you are to Kitchen Nightmares. No, let's not talk about that. No, I'll tell you what, let, <laughs> let's, let's take a quick pause right. and we'll come back and we'll talk about it. It's Love Sport. I'm kind of sad that peace is coming to Korea. Now I'll have to find another country to start World War Three with. Yo, Putin, how about it? Love sport. I work for a spokesman said.com. We can help you save money on your home insurance. All you need to do is visit a spokesman said.com and find out if we can find you a better deal. Ian Stone's Comedy Breakfast on Love Sport. They actually call in most supermarkets now, Satsumas are actually just called easy peelers, aren't they? Because they're all easy peelers. Because Satsumas were notorious as being incredibly difficult to get into in the past. It can be. People said in the past, have you ever had a Satsuma? No, I never got into one. (laughs) (laughs) Never got into one. I've been trying for years. I've tried. My dad dad died trying to get into a Satsuma. Weekdays from 6.30am. 
Putin has sophisticated labs creating his nerve gas. Where in America we just harvest it from me. This is Love Sport. Yeah. 8.16 across the capital. Good evening. This is Love Sport. Uh, you have a couple of shout-outs to do now, mate. Yeah, just a shout-out to my mate uh, who's a member of the HF. Uh, he said he's got no catalogue he can provide you with. Uh, they've got to be less identifiable to the police. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, wasn't, I wasn't expecting, like, an Argos. I was expecting a screw fix. <laughs> Argos. You know the one you can stick in your back pocket? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe, I think uh, they've got a website. I think they might still have a, sh- a merchandise shop on that. Just have a little look there. I mean, if they want to, s- you know, supply any merchandise, I'm, I'm happy. Oh, you're always after free stuff, though. Always you? love a free. Sitting there in your free AFC Wimbledon jacket. I actually paid for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, 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 they're a fan-owned club. Yeah, yeah. So no, you know, you got your donations. Apologise, Aaron, for casting aspersions on your your character. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so Look, yeah. At least I don't quite to kitchen nightmares. <laughs> Mate, come on! I told you that in confidence. <laughs> That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, in terms of my opinions on the HF, look. I think the club would be very, 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 very stupid not to involve them in, and, and sort of not... I'm, I'm not going to say they should bow to the pressure of the HF, but what they should do is just work with them, liaise with them, work with them, and, and work on their needs and what the club want and, and on everything around it because they offer you something so unique yeah. in that ground. They offer you something crazily good, you know, and they make Selhurst what it is, let's be fair. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I think... I, sorry, Nick, just one last thing. The, the, the sort of... I'm not defending the club necessarily, because it's just I want to point out one of the things that they said in their statement, which was they're not aware of any club that works so hard with its support, blah, you know, and that kind of thing, and it's sort of suggesting that they've... It came across a little bit passive-aggressive, like they were saying, well, no other club work, works this hard with, with the supporters' groups, so, you know, we should be appreciative of it. And I kind of think... But that's what should define us—the fact that we're doing things differently. You know, we had we had our own unique. Well, what do they want? Like free sweets given out to the HF as they well, walk I, into yeah, the ground. That's it. It's, I don't. It's. It's. I don't think. I think the trouble is once, if you if you're gonna have a situation like this, speaking from the club's perspective, right? If they're gonna have this situation and not do it, they should shut it down, right? Straight off, they should go. Look, we can't possibly do that. Maybe, maybe when we expand the stadium or whatever, but we just look at it and straight away, it, it just it doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem like we could possibly organise that. But the club haven't done that. They've entertained it as a concept. But once you get beyond the point of entertaining it as a concept and you start talking about implementation and you know. It's it's not the HF's fault that it wasn't the implementation part was sort of discussed before the proper research. That's basic poor management, in my view. You, you've got to do proper res- research. It's not hard, is it, to set up a survey online? No. Or email, you know, because the club has every person affected. It's not difficult to contact them all and say... What, database or something? Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly, which they have. They've got a... a, a One of their database thingies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, indeed. It's with been, names been, and addresses and numbers. Since. What they've got is a massive file of facts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a real old dusty book just with everyone's numbers in them. 0181 numbers in them. A Rolodex file. Exactly, yeah, one of them. One See, of them. Nick's exactly. miming that, but I know he's got a Rolodex. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got kids. I used to have oh, a road today. Sorry. Uh, but about handball. I'm trying to correct one with all the local takeaways. In. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. That's such a good idea. <laughs> but anyway, I, you know, I don't want to go on forever. I, I think it's a shame that um, 
that the it's sort of come to this but i'm really encouraged by by the fact that fans have got together and hopefully it, it pushes the the club into a position where they where they take a look at this again and i'm sure if if there's some way to implement it in a relatively short period of time i'm pretty sure everyone will come to an agreement and i think the the best possible solution would be let's agree it at a certain period of time in the near future and get the hf back in as yeah. soon as possible for this season because we, we need it we need that spark off off the pitch as well as on uh, and what's again singing their praises everything the flags and everything is what they've done it's none of this phony stuff you get at Arsenal where they employ people to wave flags in front of the, the ground in front of the um, the stand is it it's yeah. it's all fan created exactly yeah yeah and so much time and effort went into that and it was like I say it was unique and you've, you've said it well uh, Aaron because you know, as as a neutral, you can look at that and you can see it for what it is. You don't get caught up in the politics of it. It's just, well, that's you know, that's different. It's it's the closest thing we've got here to Borussia Dortmund. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, the closest thing, and the closest thing we'll probably but, ever have. And I mean, the, the, uh, apart from the Sutton Coldfield Mariachi Band, how good are they? I yeah. I'm stunned by them. <laughs> and, I, and I honestly, and I say this to to, to the guys listening. Listen, um, if things do go bad and and the HF feel they can't continue, please come back as a Mariachi Band. Because <laughs> yeah, so I will join. I will join you. What what are you what are you specialist on? Maracas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Hambo um, on the Maracas. I can do Timbales. Oh, there you go. Nice. <laughs> yeah, nice. I think. Nice. What, 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 what do you make them with? Ketchup? <laughs> <laughs> food. It's an instrument. Oh, I don't know about that. You sort of mimed instrument there in a really weird way. Yeah. Um, shame it's radio. Very much like a teacher. Yeah. 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 What's a timbali, mate? It's a type of drum. I genuinely okay. thought it was like a, a dish. Uh, 8.22. <laughs> it's Love Sport Radio. Uh, on the back of this, we're going to start previewing that big game at the John Smith or gen- generic beer stadium <laughs> generic bitter stadium it's love sport i hear naked speed dating is taking off over there i've been doing that for years you're so late to the party you guys 558 am love sport the fans show on love sport with 7otv.com play your way to one million pounds can you save money on your car insurance Chris did with a little help from a spokesman said.com. Getting real people, real savings. I'm Chris from Leicestershire, a truck driver. I went on a spokesman set, which was very easy to use for an old kit like myself. And the £300 savings enabled me to take my granddaughter to Pontins on holiday. Find quotes from over 100 leading insurance providers at a spokesman said.com. Real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with a spokesman said.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. 7bestbets.com. If you are looking for good odds with a simple to use app, visit 7bestbets.com. As a new customer, you will receive great welcome offers. We cover all sports as well as an online casino and full range of virtual sports. If that's not enough, regular customers benefit from loyalty bonuses too. 7bestbets.com. Please gamble responsibly. Visit Gamblerware for more details. 1.7 seconds. It's over in a flash. This is the average view time of a video ad on a mobile device. Money worth spent, don't you think? 
Mark Pritchard, Chief Brand Officer of Procter & Gamble, the world's biggest advertiser, has said that digital ads are annoying people with too much frequency. So, digital media, stick your algorithms up your... Anyway, radio is different. The average listener tunes in for over 21 hours every week. Your potential customers are listening right now. Grow your business with Love Sport Radio. Look, 50% off bed sheets and these towels. Why is everything floral? Because she likes flowers. Who? Mum, she's staying with us until her extension's built. Are you joking? I told you last week. You didn't. With up to 70% off big brands, 20 restaurants and a nine-screen cinema, you're guaranteed to get more than you bargained for at London Designer Outlet. Savings for all the family? Hello, LDO. Find us in Wembley Park. See website for details. Savings on RRP. It's only for three months. Tottingham? Is that a thing? Oh, really? Tottingham Hotspurs. Great. Texans will love it. 100%. Love sports. The Fans Show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Predict seven results. Win seven figures. West Bromwich Albion have grabbed an equaliser. Is that Matty Phillips? I think that is. Yeah, yeah, I think it is Matty Phillips, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. There you go, Matthew Phillips. He doesn't look very happy about just scoring, does he? No, he's uh, he's not really. I mean, I think it's the, the shirt. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Hamba, you were furiously tra- texting during the break. Is there any word on the mariachi? Uh, the video response that I got was suggest it's not really a goer. Right. Um, I can't really elaborate any more than that. Fair enough. Even, even if we were past the watershed. <laughs> right. Let's talk about your trip up to the generic bitter stadium, uh, oh, yeah, also known as the John Smiths. I went there the other week. Leg room isn't the best. Yeah. However, however. It's quite a pleasant ground to go to. Yeah, I've, I've been there a couple of times uh, over the years. And, um, yeah, it's not a particularly happy memories. It's always been uh, poor weather. I'd stop myself swearing there. I've, really got off, I've been off, off three weeks, so it's very close there. But it's been poor weather. Um, and usually there's been something that's annoyed me. And I think, like I say, the, the overriding memory I've had was of have, watching ex palace striker Alan Lee when he had basically had a hero's welcome. Was that A L U N? No, I think he was an A L A N. Alan. Yeah. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Terrible. Oh, anyway, and uh, he. Yeah, I know, man. I know. I, I literally could not not cough. Sorry, everybody. It's very unprofessional. I'm not going to get another gig like this, am I? If no. I keep coughing on air. Anyway, carry on. Uh, but he elbowed Mila Yedinak in the face. To the point where Melee actually had to have a metal plate inserted. So, what? Yeah. yeah. Talk about go from hero to zero in a Literally, in the course of a in match. The, in the space of a song, I think it was. Yeah. It was bit, every, we were singing a song for him, for Alan Lee, you know, in a kind of respectful way, and then he does that. And, uh, yeah, that was not good. So, not great memories there. And, and I don't like us... I don't, I don't like the way Huddersfield play. Um, they... Obviously, the first game of the season last year, they kicked Wilf off the pitch... Um, and you know that really didn't help us our, our terrible start to the season it could have got a lot worse Frank De Boer not taking him off didn't help either no exactly but it was just they, they're over physical uh, to the point where they cheat in my my opinion um, what do you think of David Wagner overrated I think well no that's unfair no I've got to be honest I, he's done an incredible job to get them into the Premier League and he got did an in- incredible job to keep them there but it's a little bit like Warnock if he's your manager you love him but if you're an opposition fan and you look at the cynical way that he plays um, 
and how he can be very very negative and very very let's say they certainly tar- they t- certainly do that thing where they target a player and sort of rotate the player that puts the foul in you know just so they can keep everyone on the pitch they're a they're a really nasty little team yeah so I, I find it I, I find it <laughs> yes they are. and i find it very hard to respect that but when you look at the actual results you've got to respect it i guess yeah, by fair means or foul, you say they're they're their type of players. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Emphasis on the foul. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I I'm I'm not really the biggest fan of Huddersfield. The people are very pleasant. The yeah. ground is very oh. pleasant. However, um, it just feels like you know one of them clubs that's going to turn up for a year or, or two and then just get relegated and yeah, we'll never see them again out in the Premier League. I suppose they're yeah, like a Barnsley or a Swindon. Barnsley is a great, great. Um, you know, you know. Look at analogy, analogy. Um, like, like watching Brazil. That was their, their <laughs> tagline. Do you remember? I do. Yeah. 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 Um, but in terms of uh, in terms of their style and whatnot, we're going to be getting a, uh, a, a, a Huddersfield point of view next. Uh, we speak to Richard from the and he takes that chance. Nice podcast. Stick around. It's last sport. The Iran nuclear deal. If the pullout is as good as it is with my wife, it'll be worth it. The Odds with 7 Best Bets. Please gamble responsibly. Hi, it's Liam from 7bestbets.com. The early kickoff in the Premiership is Liverpool versus Tottenham. 12.30, Liverpool are favourites at 6-4, while Spurs are at 9-5. The draw is 5-2. Last season, it finished 4-1. If you fancy that again, you'll get 50-1. Yes, 50-1. Or, Spurs minus 1 is 4-1, and you can get Liverpool minus 1 at 16-5. Those are the odds with 7bestbets.com. The Odds with 7 Best Bets. Please gamble responsibly. It's the Brian Moore Show with the Pitbull and James Greyhound Grey. But obviously, you've not got kids. You don't understand that. And then why would you? Yeah. And it's not relevant. Yeah. But if he's missing that, and the thing is, he does, they they only are at that sort of age for a little while. Mm. And it's very soon they become manipulative, cynical, horrible (laughs) little people (laughs) who contrive in any way possible with blackmail emotionally, physically, and everything to get whatever they want. They are the, the worst sort of or best negotiators in the world because they are totally unscrupulous. <laughs> They're immoral. It's the Brian Mall Show with the Pitbull and James Greyhound Grey. Join the pack weekdays from 3pm on Love Sport. Love Sport. The Opposition View on Love Sport. Yeah, it's Love Sport Radio. Good evening. Half past eight across the capital. This is the Crystal Palace Fan Show. Now it's time to get your opposition view with Richard from the Anti-Tate That Chance podcast. Evening, Richard. Now, good evening, boys. Good to uh, have you with us. Hambo's just stepped out of the room. He's, 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 he's popped off. I don't know where from. He's, I think he's got to get a beverage of some sort. He's just lurking outside on the desks now, just like walking around. He does that kind of thing. Anyway, Richard, tell us about your start to the season. Yeah, it's been a bit flat, to be honest with you. Uh, I mean, obviously, we started with probably the easiest two games you could want, Chelsea and Manchester City, so no surprise there. We got uh, no points, so I think the fan base was a bit kind of, yeah, we expected that, really. We went to Stoke in the uh, Caribou Cup, uh, and quite a strong tie, to be honest with you, but it was a bit disappointing. Same feelings as last season, didn't look like scoring. Stoke took the lead, uh, uh, Berahino scored, that's how bad it was. I don't think he'd scored for about two seasons, and yeah, so we went to Everton really on a bit of a, you know, a lot of negativity amongst the fan base. We didn't even sell our uh, allocation, but we played really well. 
played really, really well. Uh, we, we, yeah, they had more position with us, but we did look kind of a threat at times going forward. And uh, yeah, I, the biggest disappointment was me, obviously, probably not from a Palace point of view. You, I was looking at the game. Obviously, you'd lost to Southampton. Uh, Zahar obviously not fit, and we 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 came out of goodies and like we'd won. So I was really, you know, hoping the kid was the Saturday, you know, before. But obviously, the national break kind of stifles it a little bit. But I'm just hoping well, from our point of view, we can take the momentum from goodies and into the end tomorrow. Is it going to be a, a, a more difficult this season? Obviously, this campaign, you know, the second season syndrome is is a, a cliche that's knocked around a lot in in, in football these days, especially with clubs uh, clubs coming up to the Premier League for the first time but you guys have, have brought in a lot of players um, I mean you know what are the uh, what are the aims yeah I think I think it's more difficult just probably because who's gone up obviously you'll be covering Fulham in your area and they, they've not kind of messed about with their recruitment Wolves is well documented uh, you know after Portugal's there and you know some ridiculous signings really you know players that I'd probably get like Nevers of being uh, you know top six team so for us, I think the aim again is, you know, I know people want to progress year on year, but again, the aim for me is 17th. Uh, the aim of the chairman is to stop in the division. But obviously, you want to show a bit of a kind of progress, really, just more more kind of a style, uh, really. And, you know, we played the underdog tag last year. Uh, it worked well. Uh, we scrambled a, you know, salvation uh, right at the end with two amazing results at Chelsea and Manchester City. But, yeah, I'd like to see us be a bit more positive, to be honest with you. I think it's quite a lot of the fan base would. Uh, we were disappointing against Cardiff uh, at home, but we had a man sent up after an hour. Then David Wagner kind of pulled up stumps, and yeah, we take his point there. But yeah, the aim for me, yeah, stay in the division. Obviously, second season, I've not got the facts to hand, but you know, most teams really struggle to stop up there. But I think just because of the caliber of most teams as, as well, it's, it's kind of not your normal, you know, season. Cardiff, yeah, down with us, and yeah, again, everyone's writing us off, which is what we want to hear, but. Yeah, I'd like to see a bit more positivity, and I think he's trying to address that, give us a bit more pace. The guys we've signed, you know, two or three of them are wide men, and yeah, they've not kind of figured so far. Ramadan Sobi, we've got some stokies, you know, not even kind of come on the field yet. He's had you know, a training injury, so yeah, we just want to see, I think, a bit more positive football, but we get what we're up against, and yeah, against the top six teams, Everton, you know, was a step in the right direction, and tomorrow is going to be a really interesting game. It's um, Nick here, how are you doing? Um... Yeah, we, we kind of found that being the underdogs for, for three or four seasons really, really helped us. But now we're, we're kind of five seasons in. We're looking for more out of the team as fans because we want to make that progress. Perhaps we're not going to see it as quickly as we thought we were. Do you, what, what do you think about Huddersfield with that? Are you just happy to be trotting along like that? Or, or do you really think a club like yours can, can progress? Well, this is the interesting kind of debate with the fan base because I'm very realistic. I was there, you know, when we were getting battered at Yeovil not too long ago. So I, I'm kind of, you know, yeah, I think this is unbelievable that we're still in the Premier League. But a lot of people are kind of getting a bit fed up with that tag, really. And I've seen a few kind of journalists outside of the show, you know, when I was going to start acting like the Premier League team. But I, but I just think you've got to look at Stoke and West Brom. I think once you start thinking kind of you've cracked it, you're in this league for, for good and what have you, you know, you know, you end up kind of going down. But then again, I don't just want to kind of die wondering if you know what I mean you want to enjoy your match day you want to see you know town on the front foot I think I, I came to all the, uh, the Paris games last season the first obviously we, we kind of jumped I think on the first game we played a high pressing game we were actually rolled on the back of promotion and I think we caught you a bit unaware uh, really obviously and you, yeah, um, you know. and you killed our best player yeah it's going to jump in yeah that's that, yeah. been a 
Yeah, um, there'd be a lot of Palace fans still going on about that as well. But, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. going to hear another one in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, obviously delighted to know that he's uh, going to be fit for tomorrow. But yeah, yep. no, hardly joking. But uh, yeah, obviously with Zaha's ripped us uh, apart in the past and when we've been in like other divisions and things like that as well. But I think we got on the momentum last year. I remember when you came up to Huddersfield, it was kind of a period we were eyeing up them games. I think we had Swansea the week after. Yeah. And we were kind of thinking, right, this is where we get our season. And I thought you did such a job on us. Uh, you were very aggressive, very attacking. And, you know, we couldn't cope with you and that. So I thought you was, you were so was comfortable winners. So I'm really interested to see how you set up tomorrow because I think you'll come and come to win. I don't think it'll be a matter like what Neil Warnock did of coming for a point. And to be fair, they should have beaten us when they had 10, you know, we had 10 men for half an hour. But yeah, yeah I think if you come, we are, you kind of you play 4-4-2 uh, formation and, you know, Townsend kind of get forward, schlup, you know, I think it could be a tricky afternoon for us. So, yeah, I'd like to see Zaha on the bench, but obviously you boys know better than us that kind of outfit he might be. Yeah, it, it, it's Chris here, by the way, Richard. Um, it, he does seem that Zaha's going to be fit uh, from what from what I understand. So we're, we're quite happy about that as long as you don't boot him off the pitch again. Um, I'm. You sound like a nice guy, Richard, so I'm going to be gentle. <laughs> but <laughs> I've got two two questions for you. Question one is just one word. But I'm going to try and say it in an incredulous way as possible, so you know what I mean. Clappers. Oh, mate, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> uh, yeah, we have uh, kind of an end. Uh, we've kind of got of inspiration from the Homesdale boys. We we've got kind of the away end dividing into two now. We we're at kind of the side of the Palace fans tomorrow. And, mm. We don't have any clappers in that end, but yeah, the three sides do. It's, oh, don't get me going on it. I'm getting oh, pressure's risen already. It's yeah, it's not for me. I know Leicester won a title and there's the off the back of it. We've seen Southampton have got them. I think Fulham have got them out there now. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not for me, but pff, I'm afraid modern football. Yeah, no. Don't, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad you yeah, said I'm that, Richard. I mean, it, you know, yeah. we've got a song we sing, which is "We clap with our hands." And, um, <laughs> and uh, no. I'll tell you, what, our relationship with is it with it goes back to uh, to playing Brighton in the uh, playoff semi-finals a few years back when we beat them two 0 So we've actually got this joyous memory of ramming clappers back up people's, you know. <laughs> but uh, um, and I, it, the very the funny thing was in the the aftermath of that game, Gus Poyet, who was managing Brighton at the time, literally did blame the clappers for the defeat as well. Which <laughs> it just it was just a beautiful moment for us. But yeah, you're right. It's no, a, I'm, it's a I'm, scourge of modern football. Yeah, and we are on that. I think the debate is. I mean, it's an interesting because our grounds are. In anyone who kind of been kind of our ground before that you know we, we kind of had a good season and got up it's pretty much of a soulless arena so the debate is you know would the atmosphere be as good because you know from my, in my opinion i went to every away game bar two last season it got to brighton so i didn't can't comment on their clappers and yeah. uh i didn't go to Manchester city but honestly i thought our atmosphere and, and you'd expect it really we, we're living the dream and our atmosphere is as good as anything apart from maybe the first game where they Olmsdale and Olmsdale was putting an amazing display but obviously i know there's issues at the moment i've been reading up on their uh, twitter feed so yeah, clappers, uh, thumbs down for me, but yeah, you'll see them tomorrow if you come north, no, unfortunately, mate. No, it's, it's interesting you talk about whether the atmosphere be as good with it, and it's that difference between... It's just so, uh, you know, people, particularly people who go to away games, will understand there's a difference between noise and support, you know, and uh, making a noise. It's like, 
Would you bring a Vuvuzela just to say you're creating an atmosphere? No one would, right? <laughs> anyway, I'm going to move no. on. I'm going to move on before okay. we before we get too far. Um, <laughs> and the other one is I have I have I don't know if you were able to hear it just before you came on, but I was being very very critical of your physical style, and I want to give you the right of reply on that because particularly that opening game where you say you did catch us a little bit flat, and obviously we had an insane Dutchman as a manager at the time <laughs> who was trying to attempt to change all the positions of all our players for no apparent reason. However. Um, you did. I'll be honest. You did kick us off the park, in my view. What's your What's your view on that? Is it anything well, to I stay think, up? I think you guys have been in the Premier League too long because you know <laughs> that, that for me that's what football was about. I mean, we've got Jonathan Argu, you know, played at Watford and you know, a kind of old school midfielder. Obviously, yeah, def- def- yeah. going head to head with Ariata wasn't a good idea, and he got sent off. He won't be playing some other, but. No, I, it depresses me a little bit now. That that kind of, you know, I thought it was a bit over the top. The actually, personally, I, you know, we were, we were really pressing. We were, we were kind of getting stuck in. But And I'd like to see a bit more of that, to be honest with you. But it does see it would be a dying art in uh, a certainly top-level football as well. You kind of get anywhere near anyone and they kind of go down. But I do remember in that Palace game vividly because I was thinking, wow, at this rate, we're going to end up with like about eight men because we were, <laughs> we were really pushing the lines, pushing yeah. the limits. But... Obviously, we were, uh, you know, we were we glitched really, and uh, but obviously things changed quite rapidly. You knocked out of the cup that season and uh, last season, and did a job. So tomorrow's going to be fascinating, really. Yeah. I've seen Paul Merson's massive index analysis where he says if Zaha plays, Palace win. If they don't, they don't win. So yeah, how much does he get paid for that? Touch <laughs> <done now? laughs> and what, what, but, yeah. I mean, what what else? What do you expect, and what do you sort of fear from 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 Palace tomorrow? If anything, do you fear anything from where we're Palace? On I do a little tomorrow? bit. You're a kind of a maverick team, really, because I look at your back, you know, back for uh, the guy from Sunderland. Is it Van? Van is it Van Arnold? Yeah, I, I look at yeah, your back yeah. for, and I don't think you know Martin uh, Kelly. We had him on loan a few seasons ago now, and he was absolutely outstanding. I think when we were in the League One, and doesn't surprise me, you know, obviously, kind of. Uh, ends up with you but I, I kind of look it back for I think if we can get that yeah that, that is the key if we get yeah I think we've got opportunities but I do like uh, kind of the way you come and have, have a go and you won't die wondering tomorrow I, I could be totally wrong but I, I think you'll come and have a go at us I mean who's uh, going to be up from instead of Ben Tiki boys what well, kind of we're, we're suspecting it'll be a, a like-for-like like with Alexander Serloff, who's an unproven uh, Norwegian striker. Good physicality, but a little bit slow off the mark at the minute. So look, not quite sharp enough for Premier League. So right. uh, we're potentially looking at Roy giving him a run of games to see if he'll make the grade. I think the thing is, we're at home. So to me, I, you know, a lot of the times last season, it, it, I felt we were kind of looking at... You've got to look at, obviously, opposition when you're playing the top six, but I'd, I'd like to kind of see us put our foot down a little bit and, and tomorrow you know we've signed quite a few uh, Wyman we signed a guy from Monaco called uh, Dicarbe who's you know it looks as though he's got electric pace you know going forward but doesn't offer you much back and David Wagner does like a winger you know kind of who tracks back and works hard for the team so he's kind of in the Everton game he brought back Radio Van La Parra, who was kind of a mainstay of the promotion team as, as well Ramadan Sobi I don't know probably make the bench but to me, I just think it's all about us, really. I'd like to see us be, you know, kind of positive uh, as, as well and really go for it. Because I don't, I'd like, you know, no offence, but I think we've got to be trying to win a game like tomorrow. A draw is not, you know, it's not going to keep us up, really, when we're at home. But yeah. obviously, like everyone will do against other two, they'll come to play. Everton fans were horrible, but they just expected to win. And you know what it's like when you've been promoted, like you a few years ago. Everyone thinks you're whipping boys and they expect three points, but. Yeah, I want to see us uh, 
Honestly, it's positive. I think it could be a bit of a shootout tomorrow. <laughs> Get your money on nil nil now, lads. But yeah, I think it could be, you know. A few goals tomorrow. Very, very, very quickly, Rich. Um, I, I, this is a new feature I've just thought of uh, about like eight minutes uh, ago. Uh, and Hambo is a bit of a culture vulture. That's true. You know, you'll see him tomorrow with his uh, his Pentax camera. You know, <laughs> comfy. Also, He's not going to have his shirt off, is he? Well, <laughs> I hope not. Orthop- up north, you know, it's ten or- degrees here. That's it. Orthopedic <laughs> walking sandals on. You know, he's going to have the lot. So, what I want to know is, what is there to do around the John Smith tomorrow for Hambo oh, yeah, yeah, Hambo yeah. to get involved with well, another Crystal I'll let Palace fan? He's driving. Yeah, I mean, right. Well, there's a little place next to the away end called the Gas Club. Uh, you can pay one pound to get in, and honestly, we're talking. Every away fan was saying last season, well, I want Huddersfield to stop up. I'm just, why is that? Because you're paying like £2.50 a pint and £2 a bottle. So I was saying, lads, you're only wanting to you know, stop up so you can drink in this place again. So the gas not much, Yeah, the gas club. It's just Play behind on. the away and uh, just, just walk. When you get your coaches packed up, just kind of walk away as you're going away from the ground and you'll see it. And wow, what a place that is for uh, a few sherbets. But yeah, it's... Uh, it's a nice town. You wouldn't believe it was a Premier League town, but then again, I've been uh, to Burnley and uh, a few others as well, Watford, so uh, I think you'd probably better cut me off while I start getting there. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm encouraged by the gas club, because you know, my, yeah. back, my background is in the gas industry, so yeah, I'm hoping it's just when you get there. Get yeah, there. I'm yeah. on it. I'm yeah. on it, mate. You, there you go. If you're walking from the town centre, you'll see it on the way in and that as well. It's, like, it's kind of like the Orville. It, we've got like a tower like next to the Orville, like the Orville cricket ground, but... It's uh, it long finished about forty years ago, but it's very iconic and yeah, get yourself oh, in there. So it'd be, it'd be an old gas holder, wouldn't it? The tower, yeah, yeah. Okay, I've got yeah, it. Yeah, do they do cheers wrong? Cheer Liverpool on what you so yeah, get yourself in there tomorrow. <laughs> on it, mate. Oh, I, I, I hope they do cheese rolls because uh, over here down at Palace, there is the equivalent of the gas <laughs> the Victory Club, club yeah. the Victory Club, and they have <laughs> cheese rolls with uh, with the cheese as thick as oh, bricks. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rich, thank you very much for joining us this evening, mate. I can see Hambo's noting down yeah, the yeah, gas yeah, club as we yeah, speak. Yeah. Um, like, like the homeless guy in, uh, in uh, what's that, for? Big Daddy. You know, you know, he's like, <laughs> sausage, <laughs> McMuffin. That's Hambo right now with his little notepad. Uh, 8.45, it's Love Sport Radio. Misery, misery, sadness, strife, misery, sadness, misery, sadness, misery, strife, sadness. BBC Radio 5 Live. This is Love Sport. The fans show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Play your way to one million pounds. When looking for the best possible deal for his car insurance, Jim went on the spokesmansaid.com and saved hundreds. I'm Jim. I'm a radio presenter based in Glasgow. I couldn't believe how expensive the car insurance for our Citroen C4 Picasso was going to be from my existing insurer. I went on a spokesman said and saved an incredible £600. Just amazing. Signing up to a spokesman said, best thing I could have done. Find quotes from over 100 leading insurance providers at a spokesman said.com. Getting real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with a spokesman said.com. 7bestbets.com If you are looking for good odds with a simple to use app, visit 7bestbets.com As a new customer, you will receive great welcome offers. We cover all sports, as well as an online casino and full range of virtual sports. If that's not enough, regular customers benefit from loyalty bonuses too. 7bestbets.com Please gamble responsibly. Visit Gamblerware for more details. 
The Novotel London Blackfriars, the official hotel partner of Love Sport. Located just minutes away from the city and London's famous South Bank. You can kick back and taste the flavours of the world at the Jamboree Bar and Grill and enjoy all the sights of London in style. The Novotel London Blackfriars. Fan Hub, the new app that rewards fans. Yes, you've heard it right. If you support your team, Fan Hub will support you. Simply select your club and the app automatically finds the cheapest train tickets and hotels for every fixture. It records how many miles you've done following your team with a leaderboard that shows the most dedicated. Fan Hub also rewards you with discounts and freebies from partners such as Uber, Just Park and Amazon. Download Fan Hub from the App Store and check in at the stadium to start earning rewards. There's no purchase necessary. Fan Hub. Fan loyalty rewarded. Taking antibiotics when you don't need them puts you and your family at risk of a longer and more severe illness. Always take your doctor's advice. Search NHS Antibiotics. They are some great people on the tube, really great people. But don't talk to them. Don't talk. Seriously, silence on the tube. It has to be. Believe me, silence. Love Sport, 558 AM. The Fans Show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Predict seven results. Win seven figures. Yeah, nine or so more minutes left of uh, Palace chat this Friday night. It's absolutely flown. Gents, let's look at some uh, other bits and pieces that have been happening around the club. Stephen Reid. Yeah, so we haven't been wondering where he was, so he didn't, didn't, didn't rock up in pre-season. And... Uh, the uh, under-23s coach, Dave Reddington, sort of has clearly stepped in at the time uh, to cover that gap. And eventually someone asked Roy what was going on, and they said uh, Stephen Reid was having some personal issues, uh, but would be back at some point when those were sorted out. Uh, but it just kept drifting and drifting, and every game people were like, we're, he's still not back, he's still not back. And then eventually it was announced, uh, I think just after the Southampton game, that they wouldn't be coming back, that he decided to take an extended break from football. And, uh, and he finally got onto Twitter himself last week just to sort of thank everyone at Palace uh, and say that he's very sorry that his, his circumstances have meant that he's taken a break from football. Um, you know, we've all pretty much said thanks and hope you come back at some point. But it's obviously raised some interesting questions about whether or not um, we're missing him and that's why we've started the way we have because, you know, the influence he might have on the, the elder statesmen of Ray and Roy, you know, he has that... that he's, nearer in age to the players and funnily enough Roy's gone on record talking about Dave Reddington as the new appointment um, which is good to get people promoted from within I quite like that idea um, and he's talked about the fact that he's there to, to be that coach that coach who is closer in age to the players uh, who you know who is who has got their ear a little bit um, and can, can give new and fresh ideas you know have just recently completed his his coaching licenses and all that kind of stuff um, so it's a, it's another change for us, and I suppose it's it just adds that little bit of uncertainty, doesn't it? Because you know you don't think too often, don't think too much about the coaching setup until stuff starts going wrong. And we just had this little hint that things haven't quite gone our way at the start of the season, and this is something that's changed. Uh, and people are wondering how much of an impact Stephen Reid did have. Do you reckon it's going to have a big impact on the on on the way that things are, are being coached, and when the the club is being coached, and where the team are, are reacting to Roy and Ray? It's 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 going to make a bit of a difference. But but getting somebody from in house is good. It's like the old Liverpool way, isn't it? As they the boot room, the boot room as they made their way up. So it's somebody who's already known around the club and, and will have the trust of the players as well, rather than getting somebody else in from the outside. Um, so fingers crossed. We'll be able to get back in traction, but you, but Chris saying it's um, could be one of the could be the reason that we haven't done as well. 
I think everything we've discussed tonight, the, the fanatics and the fans, the, the Benteke being off, and yeah. every little thing just adds a little bit. So it's not just one thing, it's yeah. a combination of everything. But it's also interesting to see that you know the, the the disruption doesn't stop there, Aaron. You know we've we've had a, a chief scout for a couple of years, well more than a couple. Tim Coe, Tim Coe for must be six or seven years, and I'm, he nearly left at one stage. We managed to persuade him to stay, but we've actually uh, let him go. And um, does anyone know where he's gone? He's just just been released from his duties, and I think we've employed a couple of other people. I think Kevin Gallon's name has has cropped up. Remember the ex QPR striker? Yeah. Uh, I think I saw that he's someone who's come back in to, to help Dougie Friedman. So Dougie's the sporting director. Um, he's obviously allowed, wants to put his own team together and he's now decided, having been in position for the best part of, what, nine, ten months, I guess, that that he wants to get his own team in and mm. have his own people. And I think a lot of people have been a bit critical of our recruitment over the last couple of windows. So maybe maybe Tim Coe's the one who's, who's kind of bore the brunt of the frustration there and um, we'll see what happens in the next window because it see if it's any more positive he didn't actually come from a football background either did he no he was, tra- he was training as a lawyer and um i think he'd had similar roles scouting roles at reading and, and some non-league clubs or something like that yeah and i uh, just got given the opportunity at palace sort of i thought you'd say he was one of the administrators that just <laughs> stuck around you <laughs> <laughs> know he just like lurked well, talk, yeah, talking to people sticking around. We do still have Ian Moody around on a consultancy basis. Is he really still yeah, there, is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people a little bit, you know, a little bit worried about that influence as well. But um, I don't know. We've, we've made some good signings off the, the back of it. You know, I think Max Mayer coming in the club. You know, that's that's a huge, huge deal to do. Massive. So, yeah. So, we c- there can't be too much wrong there. It's just I think it's obviously just perhaps a difference of opinion or difference of strategy. Mm. And you do, you always want to surround yourself with your own people, no matter what happens. So, yeah. you know, sometimes you lose good people doing it, and sometimes you lose people who you thought were good, and turns out they weren't. So, gents, now is a bit of a, a free for all. Huddersfield, of course, uh, away tomorrow. Um, do you know what? Let's have let's have a look at your seven OTBs. You got your seven OTBs oh, ready? Yeah, yeah, I think those. Let's, out. Uh, let's have a look at them very, very quickly because I want to know what have you classified Huddersfield versus Crystal Palace as? Do you know what? Yeah, I was thinking about it as a risk game. You know, <laughs> a risk game. But um, I actually had it down as a as a Palace win. Okay. And it was almost my banker. Almost. Let's have your seven OTBs then. Oh, come on, mate. I've got to log in. I was face activated. Hold on. Face <laughs> <laughs> Try face ID again. He's literally <laughs> just moved away from the mic and just shoved his face in his face. <laughs> face activation. Uh, you, you, you're still on the uh, you, you're still on the house phone, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. 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 Still on the house so phone. let me tell you what I've got. So I've select. These are my non-risk games. Mm-hmm. All other games not mentioned here are risk games. Risk game. So my selection summary is: I have a draw selected between Bournemouth and Leicester City. Where's that? Is that at Bournemouth? That is, yeah. Okay, cool. I believe that is a point all over it. My my banker. So the furthest away from a risk game that you can possibly get, Chelsea versus Cardiff City, Chelsea to win. Okay. That, that's the sort of game that Cardiff will win, though. Oh. You always get a game that's thrown up. Where, Mate, where I've just said it's a banker, right? So that's that's the end of it. <laughs> all right that's <laughs> how it works all right on seven otb i'll tell you how it's going to be if it's a risk game i'll say it's a risk game all right but well if it is i'll tell you <laughs> <laughs> um manchester city versus fulham obviously manchester city to win that's there. that's the opposite of I've, a risk game oh, yeah exactly i've gone for everton to beat west ham um really yeah i have yeah 
that mean what five five yeah. defeats on the bounce? I just think the joy of that happening has <laughs> perhaps overtaken my thoughts. Usually, I'd have that down as a risk game. <laughs> I've gone for Wolves to beat Burnley. I've gone. You've gone all Premier League. Oh, most of it Premier League. Now I dip into other divisions. I've gone for Brentford to beat Wigan. Fair. And I've gone for Wickham Wanderers to beat Oxford United. Go on the Wickham. There we go. And that is my that is my selection on seven OTP. Awesome. How are you getting on though, points wise? Oh, I don't know. I've been I've been poor the last couple of weeks. I had a problem last week because there were no Premier League games. I went to pieces. I only scored, oh. only scored eleven points. That's and not bad. It's not. And I and I didn't play the opening game of the season, so I'm, I'm down. Like I've been scoring an average of about eighteen points. Yeah. I've been really happy with it. I'm I'm still like one thousand six hundred in the league. You know, just uh, yeah, just just is. biding your time, though, isn't you? That's it. I'm just I'm I'm a slow burner. I'm a slow burner. Uh, Nick, give us the lowdown tomorrow. How's it going to go down? Huddersfield Town versus Crystal Palace. I think that Palace will win three one. I think that um, one three, one three. Yes, one, three. I, I I I believe that. Um, hopefully, the ref will do what the uh, ref against Watford did and clamp down quite quickly, although not sending players off. But um, it, it stopped the fouling. It's yeah. how much of a hold the ref's got on the game, really. I'm going for a streaky 1-0 for Palace. <laughs> a streaky 1-0. streaky 1-0. I think we're going to... It's going to be a deflected one off, like, Sorlos, yeah. like, calf. Exactly. I think. I just think we're... we're we're going to sort of start the game with a with a little with that little lack of confidence showing, and I think Huddersfield are going to have a spell at well they're in well when they're on top. I think we'll ride our luck a little bit, then just work our way slowly back into that game. Second half, perform that little bit better, win it one 0 Thank you very much, guys. There you go. It's a Crystal Palace fan show on Love Sport. It's nearly time for some real news, people. Real news, not fake news. Read by very intelligent people, just like me. That I can tell you. Love sport. This is Lionel, another very happy person who saved themselves money at a spokesmansaid.com. I'm Lionel from Peacehaven. I took note of what the spokesman said, and I saved £484 per year on my energy. I found a spokesman said was so easy to follow, and it saved me £484 on my energy energy and i would recommend everybody does the same a spokesman said.com getting real people real savings compare home energy quotes from the uk's biggest suppliers to find out if you can save money compare switch and save with a spokesman said.com fighting for you saving you money if you're in business i bet you hate wasting money we do taxi tops can help you achieve minimum wastage on your advertising costs and maximum exposure our revolutionary taxi tops can target your potential customers in the right place at the right time so your message has the greatest potential for making an impact we do taxi tops visit wedoh.com we do the smarter quicker way of advertising in london supporting london businesses of all sizes partnerships can be a wonderful thing but sometimes good partnerships go bad Marriage is by far the most important partnership in most people's lives. Everything you own or care about, even children, become a sort of partnership property. Unfortunately, sometimes only one person's vote destroys that partnership. Cordell and Cordell represent men whose partner has cast that vote. Call 0330-606161 or visit cordellcordell.co.uk. A partner men can count on. Are you frustrated by your job and looking for a new opportunity? At SEHBAC, we are currently looking for talented and driven sales consultants to join our award-winning teams in Chelmsford and Colchester. If you have experience 
selling windows, doors and conservatories, we want to hear from you. With a fantastic range of benefits and full training provided, SEHBAC has the job that's right for you. For more details or to get in touch, visit SEHBAC.com. Ahead of a massive game at the Den tomorrow, uh, Love Sport Radio brings you the Millwall Fan Show with Ashton Millwall next. Plenty to talk about, of course, the massive, massive game. Millwall versus Leeds United this weekend. We're going to be going for a full-on preview of the game with Nick and Harry. It all comes after your 9 o'clock news. It's Love Sport. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.